Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 All right, that is us. Good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier on a busy Saturday night here on Fox Sports Radio. How you doing tonight, Torres? Arnie Spanier, I've never been better. How you doing, man? Are you drinking already? I can hear you gurgling over there. Kicking. Oh, I I got one rule tonight because we got three hours in the bonus hour. I need you to keep up tonight, there, big boy. Let's get going, huh? You're fired. I mean, why don't we talk a little bit about that Cowboys uh, Super Bowl pick for a little bit? We wow. got an extra hour to kill. Uh, should we talk about the Arizona Wildcats who wow. uh, not eligible You're for? You're so term- mean today. I'm not mean. First of all, let me say this. Yeah. Longtime listener of the show, Chewy. Yeah. Did you see what he said? Uh, it's a, I, I'll I probably read. liked it if it was ripping you. Yeah, it was. It said yeah. something about uh, something about uh, trying. You you carry Debbie Downer Torres. Oh, here it is. Here it is. I was like, what? I, I am. I am. I am the beacon of light that America turns to. In its darkest hour. What are you talking about, Debbie Downer? What does that even mean? Well, you are a little bit of a Debbie Downer. I can understand that. I can see where people get that. I would say I'm a Debbie Upper, right here but says that here. sounds like something illegal you'd buy out of the trunk of somebody's car or something Chewy like that. says, your show, is go- uh, your, your show is good to go tonight. Uh, you bring the laughter while Aaron tries to be the Debbie Downer. 
What Hope does that even mean, fellas- Chewy? You're dead to me. You're dead to me. It's okay. It's okay. Well, Ralphie Boy likes you right off the bat. I, I want to read this one. It says, hey, stinking genius, because you guys have a bonus hour. How about Torres drives hour two in the bonus hour while Arnie drives the first in the third hour? Look at it this way. You both take turns driving. Fair is fair, Arnie. Look, I, I, I try to tell everybody. First of all, you were filling in with Rob Parker recently, were you not? I was. Some called and, it the best three hours in the history of this network. I I, I don't know who it was, but I, I did yeah, hear uh, that yeah. was r- rumbling around a lot of the internet. So. Yeah, rumblings I didn't hear. And and you, did you drive that show? I'm just you can't, wondering. You can't, first of all, you can't hear. You're like 70. But, wow. Um, I drove hour number two. You did. And you see, and, and it was a train wreck. So I'm, I'm trying to be polite. I'm, I'm trying to be polite. Uh, people don't understand. You don't have a driver's license, okay? Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> when it comes to sports radio, driver's license, you baby. have a learner's permit and it's after dark and unless you go ahead and you know you have to be driving with somebody a lot older than you and been given permission it's too late now i i can't i i can't give you the keys to the car uh when you only have Listen, a learner's permit maybe i had a learner's permit the first show or two that we did but i quickly learned that to keep us on the road after dark because you can barely see over the steering wheel <laughs> i had to grab the wheel and keep us on the road you could barely reach the pedals with your little tiny feet. You can barely see over with your big Coke bottles, you, glasses. I wow, mean, it's embarrassing. Look at you. Yeah, for, you, yeah. For you said keep up. You said you keep up. I'm on you, my second cup of coffee. I'll go all night. I'm ready to you, rock you and know, roll. When, Let's when, go. When Torres is leading the show, when he's driving the show, you hear people yelling in his headphone. Read, do the reads now, Torres. Do the reads now. Let's get going. You, and Aaron's like, oh. Uh, and you know what? You know what they say when Artie's doing the reads is, oh my goodness. I hope I hope our sponsor didn't hear that one. Yeah, We're gonna have to make to, good there. We're gonna have to make good there. I'll tell you that. Wow. We're off to a fly and start. All right, let me tell everybody who's on the show. Coming up, first of all, this is our last show before the draft. So it is. Uh, we're good to go. We got a lot of draft stuff coming up. Are you are you are you happy it's kind of coming to an end? Are you ready to get this show started with the with the draft? Or uh, you could use another couple more weeks of hype and trade <laughs> rumors out there. You tell me. Uh I'm pretty last week I was like, yeah, bring it on. I'm kind of over Mac Jones versus uh versus Justin Fields. By the way, can I say Yeah. This is why we are America's favorite sports talk show in prisons across America. Yeah, we are number one among prisons. And nobody's, nobody can prove it wrong, so we'll just keep saying it. All of the takes that we have had for like three weeks, they all popped up this week. Remember last week when I was like, yeah, you know, this Zach, well, like, why, why are we so positive that Zach Wilson is this definitive number two quarterback? All I saw on every show on every network this week uh, are we sure Zach Wilson should go number two? I'm like, yeah, you listen to Fox Sports Radio at 11 Eastern every Saturday. Good stuff. I'm, I'm still taking credit for having vaccine night like six to eight months That's ago. That's true. Right? I, I, I was way ahead of my time. You thought that was going like, to get in trouble for saying something like that. I mean, so, geez, they're giving out vaccines all I, over the place. I do have a lot of questions yeah. um, about, by the way, DeSager referenced it in the last hour with Brian, Noah, and Ephraim. So Dodger Stadium now has vaccine-only sections of the really? stadium. Wow. But you still need to wear a mask and you still need to sit six feet apart. I, that, that I don't get. But anyway, I don't want to well, get too political well, I right just want, but I didn't know, do you, do you have like hot dog-only line vaccines? And it's a great question. So are you mixed in with the, just the other people? I don't know. Does that make a difference? I, I don't even know. But I'm still I, confused. Anyway, yeah, I, busy I, we show. Look, we got to get to the show. And, and, and there's a lot to get to. You want to be part of the show and we want you to get in early today. Uh, real simple, Aaron, underscore 
Igor Torres. I've been stinking genius one and throughout the show since it is our last show before the draft. Um, you know, we just kind of interested throughout the draft. You want to tell us who you think is like the most overrated guy we've been talking about the entire, it seems like six months now we've been talking about this draft or maybe underrated that we've completely missed the boat on. Send that in. We'll get to a bunch of tweets throughout the show today. Aaron underscore Torres. I've been stinking genius one. Um, before we even get into the draft and the top five, top ten, who's overrated, what's going to happen with the quarterbacks, who's going to make the trades, what are the possible trade rumors, who wants to get out of their draft pick and all that. I want to start with Trevor Lawrence because, and I brought this up before, it just doesn't seem like Trevor Lawrence, and I, I could be wrong, is getting the hype, getting the love that you seem out of transcendent players like a LeBron James or, or, or people like that, like Kobe. It seems like people know that he's a great quarterback, Aaron, but I don't think they realize how much of a franchise difference maker this guy really is and, you know, how far he could lead the Jaguars unless I'm making too much of it. And and perhaps people think maybe we are making too much of it and he's overrated and he's just a good quarterback, but he can't do it by himself. I expect great things out of this guy. Well, I expect great things, too. We all do. And I think that is the reason that we haven't well, talked about it more. We expected great things out of Sam Darnold, too. So, no, but go ahead. I mean, not not like this. I yes, mean, we Darnold, did, but he came out. Sam I was, Darnold yeah. didn't even go number one overall in his I, own draft. I, you know what? Trevor, I, Trevor I will Morris, re- what about Tua? Did we not expect great things out of Tua for a while? But go ahead. What I was going to say about yeah. Trevor Lawrence, the reason that there isn't more hype is because he has been so definitively the number one player in this draft. We haven't even talked about it for three years. I mean, you and I talk about this every week, but Joe Burrow came, I don't want to say out of nowhere, but I don't think until probably a little bit before Thanksgiving, early November, that there was real talk about him being the number one pick. Kyler Murray, you and I were on filling in all Christmas long into the new year, into the college football playoffs, saying this guy should stick with baseball. And right. so the reason that there is no Tyler, uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, uh it's just, it's not a topic. It's not a conversation to be had. Justin Fields versus Mac Jones is interesting. Can Trey Lance translate without playing this this past season is a topic. There's no conversation to be had about Trevor Lawrence, and I think that's why we're not discussing him very much. Really? I, I, well, I disagree on that because, one, um, think about this. You have a LeBron James type coming into the league. You have a guy that's going to take maybe the worst franchise record-wise and try to take him and become one of the better franchises. Let me take a yeah. step further. You've been doing sports talk radio since the beginning of time. What was the biggest topic the year that LeBron James got drafted? It wasn't LeBron James. It was Darko versus Carmelo at number two. And so, I mean, it's the exact same thing. Well, no, no, but, but back about LeBron, though, it was like, is this guy really that good? Is, are we overrating him? He's a high school player, for crying out loud. How could he get – believe me, there was a lot of people saying, you guys are making a big mistake. He He's good, but he's not as great as you're making him out to be. He's not the next Kobe and all that stuff you would hear. So you don't think people are doing that at all? Because I mean, I've, I've, we led the show last week with, well, Trevor Lawrence says he doesn't have a killer instinct. What right, does it mean? Right. So I think people, as much as I, he's going to be the number one pick, and I think he's going to be great. I still think people are underestimating him. I mean, I asked, I asked the listeners tonight, tell me who you think we're underrating and overrating. Um, you could say Trevor Lawrence is both, but I think people are under underestimating him just because he's been the number one pick, just because he's played on a great team. 
he's just like people are like, okay, let's see what this guy's really going to do. I'm telling you, man, you wait till see what he does. I said last week with Chris Plank, I got a whole bunch of crap about this, and it was just a harmless little statement. The over other on Jacksonville is six games, right, Aaron? So I said, oh, I I like the over with you know with, with him. I I mean. I think they can win eight or nine. I could see them if they don't go nine and eight. That's kind of a disappointment. And Plank and people were jumping down my throat like I was cursing on the air for crying out loud. Um, I mean, this guy is the best thing since like maybe sliced bread. And I don't think people realize he could easily take him to an over 500 record, uh, especially in that division. So I think that people are missing the boat on him. By the way, I don't mean to change the subject. Fernando yeah. Tatis just hit another home run. Oh, jeez, He's four, on fire. Four in two nights. But we'll talk about Fernando yeah. Tatis later. But I, I just, you know, I think to me, I think all of the storylines around Trevor Lawrence are more interesting than Trevor Lawrence himself. And so because of it, listen, we don't talk about stuff like, like you know, we don't talk about Tom Brady's greatness anymore, right? It's just we understand he's the greatest that's ever done it. He's We don't need to break it down. Uh, in week 11, he threw for 400 yards. Oh, my God, he's so good. No, we knew that. And so I'm not comparing Trevor Lawrence to Tom Brady at 43 years old, but what I'm saying is, it's just not a. It's just not an interesting conversation to be had. Well, they, and, and Matt, Paul's, let, let me finish. Yeah. Matt Jones versus Justin Fields is interesting. Will Urban Meyer work is interesting. Will the Jags improve is interesting. But if the Jags aren't great. I don't think it will be, uh, and I don't think anyone feels like it will be because Trevor Lawrence will be some colossal bust. Well, Paul Bills Mafia hits it on the point. He says Lawrence isn't getting the love because he's going to Jacksonville. It's the least talked about franchise in the NFL. It's like going to Sacramento um, in the NBA. What happens if Trevor Lawrence um, was I going to the Dallas Cowboys? What happens if he was going to the Dallas vehemently. Cowboys then? I disagree with that vehemently. Why? Well, I, I totally agree with that 100%. How much did we talk about Joe Burrow once it became clear that he was going to be the number one pick to Cincinnati last year? We talked about him. It, 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 him going to Cincinnati had no impact on how much we did or did not talk about him. No, I, I don't think we talked about him all that much. Maybe That's he was I mean. a good story. But That's I, what I mean. We didn't talk about him because it we, he, once we knew he was going number one, had nothing to do with he's going to the Bengals. And it was like we just moved on to the next topic because we knew who the number one pick was going to yeah, be. Yeah, but if Trevor Lawrence was going to the Cowboys... Um, we'd be talking about the Cowboys uh, uh, two hours every show. Uh, minimum. Sure. Minimum. We'd be talking about, what's Jerry doing? Is this the year? They got to do it this year. Um, you know, is Ezekiel, uh, blah, blah, blah. There's enough receivers, the offensive line, defense, everything. It'd be everything Cowboys if he was going to go play for them. I mean, yeah, sure. Um, I, but, I, but he's like, right, Jacksonville is not an interesting team. They're the least talked about franchise. Um, well, you know, we, that's why, like Zion, people wanted Zion yeah, to go to the New York Knicks. That's what Knicks. I mean. Yeah, and if, yeah. Uh, that was a great example that I was going to use, is that yeah. if Zion had gone to the Knicks, it would have been a different conversation of, can he get him back? Can he do this? Can Trevor Lawrence lead the Cowboys to their first Super Bowl since 95? But, what? But I mean, I don't think that he. We're not talking about like. So I guess the point I'm trying to make. Why? What? What is the point that you're trying to make that we're not talking about him enough? I think. Why I are th- we not talking about? Him? Sorry, I think sorry. people are underestimating him. Uh, I think people don't realize how good he's going to be. I don't think people realize how fast he's going to turn around Jacksonville. Uh, I brought up the point with Chris Blank. He's bringing up uh, bringing out a Hall of Fame quarterback, a Hall of Fame coach, out of retirement. Just to coach this kid, because let's be, let's be honest, Urban Meyer's not coming out of retirement if Trevor Lawrence is not the quarterback. I promise you that. Well, and that that was the point that I was making, yeah. though. All the all the conversations around Trevor Lawrence are more interesting than actually talking about Trevor Lawrence. 
It could, well, it could be, but it shouldn't be like that. Trevor Lawrence is the real deal. Trevor Lawrence is the next Tom Brady. Trevor Lawrence could be the uh, you know next LeBron James. Trevor Lawrence is that guy that comes around once in a lifetime, and I don't think we're really excited about it. I think people are like, okay, he's a good quarterback, but he's going to Jacksonville. They're going to stink. They'll be under 500. They'll win three, four, five games, and, and nobody's going to pay attention to him. I don't think that's going to be the case coming up this year. Uh, if you loan me a million dollars, Torres, I'm betting on the over Jacksonville six games. I promise you that. Doesn't Bernie owe you a million dollars? I think I, he may. I'm going to have to double check that. We'll have to get Bernie on the phone. Of course, he's out today. We're filling in for Bernie. You want to go ahead and jump on in, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Coming up next, we're going to talk to Brian Bassage. He's from Deep Fried Draft. Uh, we got one more show. This is it before the draft. We'll, talk, we'll ask him who's moving up, who's moving down, who's overrated, who's underrated, where the trades are going to be. We'll get to all that coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Artie Spanier here on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, for the very best NFL draft coverage, be sure to tune in to Fox Sports Radio throughout the first round for the draft on Thursday. Catch the NFL's best information man, Jay Glazer, draft analyst, Bucky Brooks, former number two pick, LeVar Arrington, Fox's Kevin Burkhardt, as they are live throughout the first round. That's beginning at 8 o'clock Eastern on Thursday. They'll have pick-by-pick predictions and reactions to all 32 First round picks. That's Thursday night at 8 o'clock Eastern with Jay Glazer, Bucky Brooks, LeVar Arrington, Kevin Burkhart right here on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Uh, Torres, let's get right to our guest. Joining us now, you can check him out at Deep Fried Draft, deepfriedraft.com. It's Brian Bosarge. How you doing, Brian? Hey, guys. A uh, pleasure to be on with you tonight. Oh, thanks a lot for joining us right off the bat. Uh, everybody, can, this team, number four is going to be traded. Number five is going to trade. Number seven, number eight, number... Uh, are we going to have all these trades? Are we going to have like two or three trades in the first top ten picks? Or is this just a, all, all, all just a bunch of rumors out there? I feel like we went through this same song and dance a few years ago where everybody thought every top ten pick was going to be traded and then everybody just drafted their picks and then... But uh, and and that may end up. It may not happen that way. But I mean, we. I, I can almost tell you this: the only three picks that I can, sh- four picks that I can guarantee you aren't being moved are one, two, three, and five. The Bengals aren't trading back because uh, that's just not what they do. But every every other pick besides those, could I see a trade happening? Maybe, but I doubt we'll see that many. So you mentioned the Bengals at number five, and there's been so much talk about quarterbacks uh, in this draft, as we always talk about quarterbacks. But what about the Bengals at number five? Because they are an interesting dynamic to me of a, a team that needs both playmakers for Joe Burrow and also protection for Joe Burrow. Do you see them going wide receiver, offensive tackle, or somewhere else? All the information that I've gathered up to this point tells me that Jamar Chase from LSU is going to be the pick for the Bengals at five. Uh, I feel about 90% confident that that's the way they're going to go. I think the Bengals think that the offensive tackle depth or even the guys that can play guard and tackle, the depth is going to be there that they'll get a very, that they'll get a day one starting player at pick 38, the second round. So I think they, and that that's not going to be there at wide receiver where, you know, there's not going to be another Jamar chase available at 38. So I believe he, he'll end up being the pick for Cincinnati. You know, we were talking about Trevor Lawrence before you came on. i just wondering, how great or how good is he? What are your expectations of him? He's going to be the number one pick, but is he going to take Jacksonville to a winning record? Are they going to compete for a, a playoff spot? Are they just going to be another two- or three-win team out there? Uh, I think of the world of him. I, I think people are underestimating him because I think this Jacksonville team could win nine games next year. Oh, I think Trevor Lawrence is the real deal. I mean, I started deep fried draft in 2012. That was the Andrew Andrew Lux rookie uh, rookie class, and he to me is the best quarterback prospect I've seen since Andrew Luck. He he has, does everything well, but I, there's not much about his game that you can say, oh well, he's just not very good at that. Trevor Lawrence does it all does it all well, and. He's he's going to elevate the talent around him. Jackson has already got decent wide receivers in place there for him. They've got a good running back in uh, James Robinson, who's undrafted last year. Um, their offensive line is solid. It's not great, but it's good enough to to keep him protected. And their defense has some good pieces. So uh, yeah, I think everything's in place for Jacksonville to. Uh, to, to make a run, maybe not. Maybe they're even not a playoff team next year. But you know, are they in contention in week thirteen? Sure. 
Brian, your Twitter feed says unabashed Gamecocks Homer. That is <laughs> at Deep Fry Draft. So, JC, so let me ask you, as an unabashed Gamecocks Homer, most of us didn't watch much South Carolina last year because they stunk. Okay, I hate to say it, but it's true. But J.C. Horn is obviously a stud. For people who did not watch South Carolina the way they did Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, etc., what can you say about potentially the best cornerback in the draft? J.C., if you're looking for a lockdown man cover corner, J.C. Horn's your guy. He's so physical. Sometimes, you know, he takes some chances that maybe he can't get away with, but he'll come back the very next play. I like to point to the Auburn game this year. Uh, Seth Williams, receiver from Auburn, is going to probably be drafted uh, late third round, maybe fourth round area. But he completely shut him down the entire game. It was one of the best individual game films that you'll watch of any prospect in this draft class uh, was J.C. Horn against Auburn this year. I I love everything about him. Brian, let's assume that Trevor Lawrence, obviously number one, Zach Wilson, number two. Who's San Francisco going to take at number three? Is it going to go ahead and be Mac Jones now? That that, that seems like the uh, Vegas favorite. And is Atlanta going to keep the number four pick and take Trey Lance? Or are they going to get in a different direction? What's going to happen to Justin Fields? What's going to happen to three and four? I just even even with all the talk and everything out there, I just cannot wrap my head around the fact that San Francisco would trade three first round picks to move up to draft Mac Jones. Me I'm not too. saying Mac Jones Me isn't yeah. isn't going to be a good NFL quarterback because he maybe he will, but I just I cannot wrap that around my head. I think the pick is either has to be Justin Fields or Trey Lance. You can sell me on either one of those two because to me you're trading up, especially Trey Lance. I think he has the highest ceiling of any of the five quarterback prospects, even higher than Trevor Lawrence. Now, uh, his four, I think, is significantly lower than the other four as well. So that's where you're, you're, you don't want to call it a boomer bust, but I think Trey Lance is that guy. So if you want to tell me that San Francisco is drafting Justin Fields or Trey Lance, I'll buy that. And Atlanta, the same way, I could see them drafting one or the other as well. Uh, but Or Kyle Pitts, I think, is, is probably uh, in play there as well. For people who have not seen Trey Lance, I mean, people driving around right now probably heard you just say that, Brian, and said, wow, the upside potentially higher than Trevor Lawrence. What makes you so confident that if it clicks for Trey Lance that it's going to be, he could be really, really special? Because if you watch, I mean, you don't want to compare him. You don't want to be the, okay, this guy, every compare everybody to Patrick Mahomes, but you see a little bit of that in his game, his ability to move outside the pocket, his athleticism. His, he's got a huge arm. Uh, he was... Is he played one season at North Dakota State as a redshirt freshman through 28 touchdowns, no inco- no interceptions, had another like seven rushing touchdowns, completed 70 plus percent of his passes, uh, only played the one game this year. Was a little you could see the rust was there uh, in their one game against Central Arkansas, but I mean he started as many games as Mac Jones has in college. He started as many games, nearly as many games as Justin Fields, and. So, I mean, it's the, the, but he just didn't have the passing attempts as the other quarterbacks. So it's, like I said, I think if you told me there was a quarterback that needed to sit a year and develop, and that could very well happen, like, say, if he goes to San Francisco, and especially if he was to be drafted by Atlanta, because Atlanta can't cut or trade Matt Ryan for at least a year. So if they were to draft, say, Trey Lance, and he's definitely, he's going to go to a perfect situation where he can sit and learn and develop before he moves on. Uh, who are we sleeping on? Who's coming in under the radar that we're not paying any attention to? Who's dropping down the first round that uh, that we're going to regret? Ooh, that's a tough question. Uh, 
I said the other day, there's a linebacker probably going to be drafted in the first round that I just think he's a bit undersized. Uh, he's more of that linebacker safety hybrid. It's Notre Dame, Jeremiah owusu Koromora. He's probably going to be drafted in the probably late teens to late 20s area. I've got a probably a mid-second round, the late second round grade on, on him, and I, I think he's going to be drafted much higher. A guy I really like, um, is Peyton Turner, edge rusher from Houston, probably going to be a second, late second round pick. But uh, he's my number, actually my number one rated edge rusher. Highly productive, tremendous athlete. Uh, blew away everyone at the Senior Bowl down down in Mobile for the week. Uh, Peyton Turner is a guy who's going to be, I think, an instant impact player uh, for whatever team uh, steals him in the second round. So. Here's my. I've been talking about this for weeks, and I think everybody is finally starting to catch up with me on it. I mean, typically, you know, everybody behind me. But anyway, Zach Wilson. Why is everyone like? Why have we just decided that he is definitively the second pick? There's no even debate about it. And I'm not asking you from the Jets' perspective, but do you believe he is the second best quarterback in this draft? Because it's amazing to me that a guy that played against the competition level that he did this particular season uh, is so definitively the number two pick in the draft. I have Justin Fields uh, rated ahead of Zach Wilson. I'm a I'm a big Justin Fields fan. Uh, he's my number two quarterback behind Trevor Lawrence. So no, I don't think Zach Wilson's second best quarterback in his class. I have him as third. I have him ahead of Trey Lance and Mac Jones. Not by a lot, but I do have him ahead of the two. But uh, I I don't think that he's definitively going to be the the all end all. There's a lot to like about his game, but he's he you can pick pick holes in his game just a little bit. Uh, their, one, their, their toughest game this year they played was against Coastal Carolina, and Zach Wilson struggled in that game. So, I mean, that, that it's fair to point out. Now, I think what everybody would have loved to have seen is uh, Zach Wilson play against BYU's originally intended schedule before COVID and everything. So they had, you know, a, a much daunting task of, ahead of him. That would have been very good film to see, but we didn't get to see that. So, but no, I, I think Wilson is, I think he's a good player with the potential to be great, but I don't think he's better than Trevor Lawrence for sure. And he, I don't think he's better than Justin Fields. He's Brian Bosarge. You can check him out. Deep fried draft. That's deep Brian, certainly a pleasure draft next week. Enjoy it. And uh, we'll certainly do it again to wrap this thing up. Hey, sounds great, guys. Thanks for having me. Take care. Brian Bosarge, everybody. Check him out at Deep Fried Draft. All right, so we'll come back. I want to talk a little bit about the Patriots and what they're going to do in the draft. But first, our first check-in. Let's see what's trending with Steve DeSager. My Dodgers don't, trying to don't do tie that. this up. They're do trying not. to tie it up. On behalf of all of America that they tied it up. Blue, stop doing that. They tied it up. Please, it Arnie. Is, Please, Arnie. It is a sensational Padres-Dodgers game again. Mookie Betts is just back added with bases loaded and a tie game in bottom of the sixth. He's drawn a walk. It's 4-3 L.A. Over oh, it's 4-3 L.A. I thought it was 3-2. Okay, there you go. Starter Trevor Bauer, and I assume he is done for the night, pitched the first six innings with nine strikeouts, no walks, but did allow two solo homers to Fernando Tatis Jr., one on the second pitch of the night, another in the sixth inning. No, it is 3-3. Tatis Jr. hit two last night. You're going to have to trust me on this one. The bases were loaded. Wow. <laughs> 
<laughs> Unless they're calling it back ball four on video review, I guess that's possible. You guys mentioned the social distancing. Yes, they do have a couple of sections at Loge level tonight at Dodger Stadium for about 500 fans. If you are fully vaccinated and in those sections, you do not have to social distance. And obviously, all the California ball clubs are looking forward toward next month and especially June when capacities for outdoor stadiums get greater. There is the other late game going on, the Marlins 3-1 leaders at San Francisco. The Giants starter was superb tonight. Kevin Gosman, eight innings, 11 strikeouts, and then a reliever comes in, gives up a two-run homer in the top of the night. So thanks for playing. It's top of the night still and a 3-1 Marlins lead. The other late game is over, a win for Aaron Nola in Philadelphia. Nola went seven innings in a 7-5 victory at Colorado. Reese Hoskins, two homers, five RBIs. Big ending on FS1 tonight with the White Sox getting a run in the bottom of the ninth to beat Texas 2-1. Oakland won its 13th straight game, 7-2 at Baltimore. The Yankees and Garrett Cole beat Cleveland and Shane Bieber 2-1 the final. Garrett Cole in back-to-back starts has had at least 10 strikeouts and no walks, something that pretty much only Clayton Kershaw has done in recent years. Cole's ERA is down to 1.71 on the early season. Houston beat the Angels 16-2 today. We have an upset in the NBA tonight as Minnesota has won at Utah 101-96. Minnesota now up to 17 and 44 on the season. Dallas came back to beat the Lakers 108-93. Anthony Davis 5 of 19 shooting from the four. It was New York with a ninth straight victory beating Toronto today 120 to 103. I didn't hear my Knicks in the background. Oh, Artie. let me tell you. Well, that's because you know why? Because I'm ready to jump down your throat because it is 3-3 San Diego and the Dodgers. Who are you going to believe? You're going to believe me? <laughs> what is wrong with you? I, I never make mistakes. I seriously, you're, you're, you say my Dodgers, but not my, you're not going to get away with this. The Knicks are actually your team. I said the Knicks were going to win 13 in a row. They've won nine in a row. How about that? What somebody, a I just, I just know Aaron can back me up on this. Somebody is listening, not for the 10th time like most of us, and they think these are actually your teams. Yes. They're all my teams. You can't get away with that. That is the best prediction in sports when I said the Knicks were going to win 13 games in a row. You understand that, don't you? Because it's nine, and therefore... It's up four away from the best prediction so, in sports history. And if they only win 12, does that mean the prediction no, is that's a total failure? No, it's still good enough. Okay. But, but, but I should say I started the prediction <laughs> after they won six in a row, though. Sorry. <laughs> and then looked well, at, and then the, looked at the schedule. Exactly. Same thing. Julius Randle had 31 points in the win. A reminder, NASCAR's 500 from Talladega will be on Fox TV tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern. Back to you. Dodgers-Padres tied at three to Sager. Love it. Bring on more. I can't wait. You know, we're going to have after tomorrow, no Dodgers Padres games for a couple months. These have been so good. They've been awesome. Bring I've them been on. loving it. Remember yeah. when everyone said they were bringing back Fernando Tatis too quickly? I think it's working out all right for him. <laughs> I know. That's unbelievable. All right. Thanks a lot to Sager. Um, yeah, I got the uh, Dodger game on. You guys have it on in LA. Usually, usually you guys don't get the Dodger games on in LA, right? Um, they're on every time I'm here and at my house, so I don't really know what There's how. a base hit. Yeah, there's another one. Dodgers are going to score two more, so my Dodgers now to a 5 Don't say lead. that, please. Thanks, Stop wow, wow. Is I got to root for somebody for crying out loud. My Mets are stinking up the joint. 
<laughs> one whole loss in a row, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, they're 8 7. When everyone's your team, it, chances are pretty good that some teams are going to be good and some teams are going to be bad. It's kind of like his picks. You just throw spaghetti against the wall and some strand is going to well, stick. The first, you know, the I'm first, hired because of my prediction. The first uh, two years I worked with you, Arnie, you picked against the Patriots every single week. <laughs> I think he batted about uh, 120 on that one for the first two years. The Probably. whole segment of the Patriots are done. The dynasty is over. That was going on for years. No, that's Rob Parker. That's Rob Parker. You got me. <laughs> you got me confused with Rob Parker because we Wasn't look very the, similar. Uh, was it the game against the Chiefs a few years ago? I certainly remember it then. They, yeah, they yeah. certainly got back to Super Bowls plural after that. Yes, they did. Yeah, yeah they did. But now they're got they're going anywhere because um, Bill Belichick uh, is saying to himself, "I've got some big problems. I don't have Tom Brady. Uh, Tom Brady went ahead and won a Super Bowl." The You're Patriots, right. After 20 years, you are right. The dynasty Finally. is over. <laughs> hey, well, I, so I was 20 years ahead of my time. 20 years ahead of my time. So I have to apologize for that? Because I, I, I know what's going to happen 20 years ahead. Let me tell you something. The Patriots need to go ahead and trade up to go ahead and get Mac Jones. Because they're going to be on the outside looking in, uh, Torres. They need to get themselves a quarterback. Cam Newton ain't getting it done anymore. Ask him if he kept predicting the end of the Bulls-Jordan dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> that did eventually end, after all. Yes, it did. You're it right again. Ends. Right again. Exactly. Finally. But uh, they need to get the, they need to get themselves back, Jones. They can't go into another year uh, with just Cam Newton. It, 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 they have to get prepared for the future. Otherwise, it's going to be going on year in and year out all over this. So you don't think Jimmy G's on the table for them? I do. I still think that, you know what? A lot less than I used to think. I'll be honest with you. I used to think it was like a done deal, and and Jimmy Garoppolo was going to somehow find his way to um, the Patriots. And I still think he's going to get traded. I, what is it? Twenty six million. I I forget all the salaries but there's just no way you can keep a backup quarterback on your roster um, making that type of money. And you don't need him around when you're drafting a quarterback. I think it's going to be a, a very uncomfortable. I, I still don't see him around. I, I, I got to think that he's going to be gone and the Patriots are in play. Then again, if the Patriots could go ahead and trade up to get Mac Jones, I would, I'd, I'd very much consider that if I'm a Patriot fan. I'd rather get Mac Jones in that situation. Yeah, I mean, I guess the question becomes how high do you have to move up? I mean, my assumption would be you got to get – we're assuming, of course, that Atlanta doesn't take a quarterback. If, if, my my thoughts is this. If if, if, if it goes 1-2, obviously, um, with Zach Wilson, 3-4 are the two quarterbacks, Justin Fields and Trey Lance, we're going to say, whoever trades up with Atlanta. Uh, Cincinnati then takes uh, Jamar Chase, the wide receiver. Maybe the Dolphins look out, get Kyle Pitts, the tight end out of Florida. C- uh, Philadelphia will take uh, Penne Sewell, the offensive tackle out of Oregon. Wow. Then it gets dicey. Then you could trade up to number eight, which is a possibility, unless uh, Carolina takes a uh, Waddle, the wide receiver. Or you could go ahead and see if the Patriots, if Mac Jones drops to number 10, though I'd be afraid about the Broncos picking at number 9. That, t- that to me, is is one of the crucial picks out there. They may uh, jump up, not jump up, they may snag the quarterback over the Patriots at number 10. That's why uh, Patriots won't make a trade until the draft pick comes at exactly number 10. Well, and that was why, that's why I was asking because it feels like you have to get ahead. You have to, one, hope that Atlanta either doesn't take a quarterback or on the flip side, they don't trade to somebody who's going to take right. a quarterback. And then you got to get ahead of uh, 
you got to get ahead of the uh, Denver at number nine because if not, I, I don't think that Mac Jones is falling to the double-digit picks as in ten plus at that point. And so, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I do think that they need a quarterback at some point. I don't think Cam Newton is a long-term answer, but uh, you know, Bill Belichick has historically been a guy that trades down in the draft, not up. And so, call me uh, cautiously. Uh, I guess maybe not, I was going to say cautiously optimistic, but I guess cautiously pessimistic that he's actually going to do it. If somebody's going to trade up to number four with Atlanta, um, they're doing it for strictly a quarterback. Yep. Unless somebody, unless you're trading up to get pits, which I, I don't think you're going to do over a quarterback. You may trade up to get pits, and the Cowboys may do that. They, you know, Jerry Jones loves them. But I think if you're going to trade up, you're trading up for a quarterback for the most part to get into the top five. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I guess in theory, if you love Penny Sewell, you know, the, the offensive tackle, and you believe he's by far the best offensive lineman on the board, I guess in theory you could, uh, you know, be, be moving up there. But, no, I'm with you. I think I, – I, it just it's it goes to the San Francisco thing too, which Brian just said a minute ago, and 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 I think we're all kind of in agreement on this. Are like are you, the the 49ers really gave up three first rounders to move up to three to draft Mac Jones, and it's kind of the same with Atlanta at number four. Is like you're really going to give up the capital needed to get to the number four spot to take a wide receiver, an offensive lineman, a defensive end. I just don't see it. So I'm with you that it's going to have to be a quarterback in that spot. You want to get in, Aaron underscore Torres. I've been thinking genius one. We'll come back. We'll. Check in on some of the late games out there. We'll go through Twitter. That's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing, but you see Discover's accepted at 99% of the places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report limitations apply. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. By the way, Torres, can I give a quick shout-out? Um, locally here in Vermont, uh, a couple of my interns uh, intern 11 is listening to the show today, so I just want to go ahead and, and give a shout-out. We don't give them names, Torres. We just give them numbers. So, is, is this uh, like, you know, they say when you live on a farm that you don't name the animals because you're going to end up killing them? <laughs> is that the same kind of thing here? It's kind of the same thing, yeah, same thing. So a uh, little shout-out to Intern 11. You have to be with us long enough to earn a name. He's only been with us a year and a half as an intern, so um, he failed the first time. He went. To, he goes to the University of Danamora. Which is the local prison here? So okay, uh, <laughs> he broke out and he said, "Give me a job or else." Is that what happened? No, nah, he didn't break out. I think he graduated. But oh. uh, so anyway, I, a little shout out to Intern Eleven. Uh, we don't give names out here, Torres. Right. We I, just are going to do that. <laughs> I got a shout out. Uh, a Baylor fan actually reached out to me and said, uh, "Hey, ask Arnie how he feels about Arizona's best player committing to play for Baylor and Scott Drew, James Akinjo." Starting point that. guard, leading scorer. Yeah, he went from what Georgetown to Arizona, played one year at Arizona, now going down the Baylor, who's going to be loaded again next year, isn't? Aren't they? For crying out loud, they so. sure are. I'll tell you this: this is kind of a story that uh, is, I think, is interesting. Baylor's co- uh, women's coach Kim Mulkey, who's probably the second most famous coach in women's basketball behind uh, Gina Oriema, she might be leaving to take the LSU job. She's from Louisiana, and so uh, it's kind of, I find that kind of interesting. So. You throw you throw out women's basketball. To yeah, me, right? why not? It's the off season. We do whatever we want. Is it that, that that's what you're going to go ahead and do to me? Dodgers up five three over the Padres. By the way, I have been in this series. I've been all into it. I love it. Um, you know, usually I'm not in the baseball this early, but if the Dodgers are playing, it's must see TV. And especially when they're playing the the Padres, then you really got to watch. But um, otherwise, not a lot of interesting stuff going in the American League, other than the Yankees just stinking up the joint. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Is Fernando Tatis, like, is he just the next great player that we're going to have to watch? Because, I mean, he's pretty freaking awesome, man. Jeez, you think? My goodness. Especially at the home runs. And and to hit the home run on the anniversary of his father hitting the two grand slams in one inning. Um, Absolutely incredible. I thought that was fantastic. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And it's kind of crazy to think about as well. You know, people were saying, oh, they paid him ahead of schedule. They didn't have to give him that much money, all this kind of stuff. Well, uh, yeah, I think it worked out pretty well for him. All right, uh, you want to get in, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stick of Genius One. Uh, by the way, how about your uh, your Lakers now? Uh, no longer my, my Lakers. Not my Lakers. No. Yeah, they're falling Knicks. apart like crazy. They're only a game and a half up on Dallas, and I think Dallas gets the tiebreaker. They're about to drop another peg there. I'm. I mean, obviously they've still got injuries with LeBron, but they're not looking so good. The, they let this one kind of slip away, and it, it was all downhill. Uh, it, it wasn't as bad as the 15 point loss, but uh, uh, but they let this one slip away. Torres, the Lakers this jump up. Yeah, the Lakers. 
It's interesting. You know, I know there's this narrative of, oh, they'll just turn on in the playoffs and they'll be fine. And maybe they will. Maybe they will. But again, we've talked about it, and I feel like they're starting to get into Nets territory where they're going to basically go in the playoffs having not played together for, what, six, eight weeks going into the playoffs at that point? And so you look around the rest of the West, I'm not saying that they're definitively going to lose to the Clippers or the Nuggets or the Jazz or whomever, but I'm just saying I don't think they're nearly as much of a done deal like like there's no way they can miss as they were last year. And, yeah, I didn't get a chance to bring up my New York Knicks. How about them, big boy? Huh? I said 13 games in a row they would win. They've won nine in a row, uh, nine in their last ten, obviously. And uh, they're a half game ahead of Atlanta, the number four spot. They're looking pretty damn good, are they not, or what? Jeez. I love them. I love them. And, you know, they're very blue-collar, very Nixy. It is funny. I, I was thinking about this today. Of course, uh, we spent an entire year talking about KD and Kyrie to the Knicks. It did not happen, but you know who they spent that money on? was Julius Randle. And so yes. not saying that it worked out better or anything. Obviously, you would take Kyrie and KD if you can get them, but maybe it didn't work out as bad as we initially thought that day when they ended up signing with Brooklyn. By the way, and I'm not kidding around, I, w- I am doing this. Uh, I am taking one week off uh, after the NBA Finals to celebrate my Knicks winning the championship, and I'm putting that time in right now. Okay, you do that. I am. I am going to do Maybe that. Fi- I am going to do that. Maybe I'll finally be able to drive solo on this show. I am going to do that. The way I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, matter of fact, I'm going to do it on Monday. I'm going to call the boss. I'm saying I'm taking one week off in June, right after the NBA Finals, to celebrate the Knicks winning the championship. What do you think about that? I think the boss will say, how did you get my number? And uh, (laughs) please never call me again. He'll say, fine, you go ahead. You knock yourself out. And then I'll say, well, maybe we'll celebrate Minnesota winning a championship or not. All right. Wow. Wow. Hour one in the books. Um, if you want to get in, Aaron underscore Torres. I've been sticking genius one. I shouldn't be picking on the boss. I don't know why I do that. Uh, we'll come back, reset, more about the draft. Uh, so that's coming up right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier here on Fox Sports Radio. You want to be part of the show? Real simple. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One coming up in about 20 minutes. Jeff Colhane stops on by. He is the play-by-play announcer for North Dakota State. Also works at the Bison 1660. Does a show Monday through Friday from 11 to 1. How do I get those hours? I love that. Who is Trey Lance? We'll talk to Jeff about that. By the way, yeah. we are on Bison 1660, the Fox Sports Radio affiliate in Fargo, as we speak. It's a little inception there, Arnie. I'm, I'm number one among the people out there. I want you to know that. I mean, don't tell Jeff. I mean, he's probably number one. Well, so that's, that's, that's true, too. You know, Jeff, matter of fact, I, go out, I, I think I go out on uh, I go on a station in South Dakota, too. I'm like number one among the Dakotas. How about that? You know what's funny? I, I go on his show pretty regularly, and I did joke. I did. I did. There was a running joke that I was huge in Fargo. Like it was like a thing. Like, oh, here comes uh, this man. He is big in Fargo. Aaron Torres. I wasn't really though. But don't how come? How come I was never on his show? You can ask him. Probably because you have nothing you interesting go on, to say. What, what, you said, what do you mean when you go on regularly? What does that mean? When he invites me, maybe a couple times a month, depending on the season. So you go a couple times a month and I go zero. 
Yeah, well, I mean, you know, bring something to the table for once. Wow! Just try to keep up, okay? Because if you were driving right now, you'd steer us right into the ditch. Okay, well, I'm busy. I'm busy being huge in Fargo. I don't have time to drive this car. You, I mean, you're not doing anything. Just sitting there playing with the radio all day. I mean, <laughs> you look. You look. You were not on only in New York because we'd be talking about the New York Knicks for four hours straight. I, I love the I Knicks. I promise you that. I love the Knicks. I'm a huge. First of all, Manuel Quickly's my guy. I've known him since he's about 15. Love Obi Toppin. Had him on my podcast. One of the best interviews I've ever done. Um, so I, I'm a huge Knicks guy. But everybody used to say, if the, oh, the Knicks, it's good for the NBA if the Knicks are relevant. It's good for the NBA if the if the Knicks are good. I, it doesn't seem like any anything's changed if the Knicks are good or they're not good. You know what I mean? You got you got to have those big names. You got to have polarizing names in these teams. It's not just being good is enough. You know? Well, I think part of it is there's no crowd or there's what is it? Ten percent. They had a uh, I think 1,100 people in the stands today. That's part of it. I mean, the crowd makes Madison Square Garden, right. makes New York, all that stuff. But listen, let's let's also be honest. When the playoffs start and the Knicks are playing, that is going to be a cool story. We can't deny that, right? No, no. I, if, if they last more than a round, but you're you're right about that. And uh, they were a couple of weeks ago going to be in the playing game until they've gone on this streak that were where they've won, won nine in a row. So we'll see how it plays out there. But by the way, have you gone to any games? You've Hit any baseball games or anything like that? Any basketball out there or still haven't gone to a game back uh, after the uh, coronavirus? Sadly, I have not been to a sporting Ooh. event. Yeah, I mean, well, listen, I mean, the the Dodgers, I'd love to go to a game, but, you know, everybody well, works during the week. They don't have our, our, our hours, and then we're on air when— What's uh, that with the with the baseball out there now? What is it, 25%? I don't even know. It's 33%. Is, Thanks for oh, listening to wow. Sager's update last hour with uh, Brian No and Ephraim. So two hours ago now, but wow. he said it very clearly if you were listening, but you weren't. It's okay. <laughs> I, Who knows what I can't you're doing up there? all the time. Okay. Who knows what you're doing up there? It's, well, I mean, you, you can listen— I don't think I think you were listening. You just weren't listening. If you know oh, what I mean. Wow! I want to go to a Red Sox game. You should go. Uh, you said yeah. you've never been to Fenway, right? Never been to Fenway. What I've are been, you yeah. doing? Yeah, take I've been off, busy. Take a day off of work. Bring the wife. She deserves it. She shoveled snow all winter well, for you. You know what I was going to do is I was going to take my intern. He's a big Med fan. Um, to is the he Red allowed Sox. to leave state lines? Yeah, I don't know. He said he's but, from the prison, so I don't know. <laughs> he, they, uh, the Mets and the Red Sox next week on a Tuesday, Wednesday. Take them. Have yeah, a heart. Then I got to drive down to New York. It's a four-hour drive. You know, I got to do all that stuff. So? Four and a half hour drive. It's okay. It's okay to leave your little bunker in freaking Vermont, Arnie. Wow. When's the last time you left Vermont? The state of Vermont? Like, like uh, Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. That's I did saying. go down. I did go down to New York a couple years ago for for a couple. Days. A couple years ago, I was yeah. in Vegas last week. I know. Well, I love it up here. What do you want? We just had you snow don't last love week. Love it. We had just I, we just had snow last week. What do you expect? You don't love it. Stop. Wow. What do you mean? I live here. For, I don't have to live here. I choose to live here. It's okay to take a vacation every once in a while, especially when your wife oh, wins tropical I, cruises every single year. I told you I'm taking a vacation in June. When the Knicks win the championship, I told you I was going to do that. You better. They're not going to win, but you should yeah. still take one. I'm taking the. I'm going. To, we're going down to Florida. We were going to go to um, Jamaica, but I I put the kibosh on that. When are you going to Florida? In June. We're going in June. So you know when the when the basketball ends, even if the Knicks don't win the championship. You and your wife. Yeah, that's good. Take her somewhere. She deserves it.
Well, I it's mostly because I deserve it. I'm just she's just you know tagging along. I think it'll be healthy for you. Get a little sun, <laughs> a little beach, a little sand under those toes. Well, it's not Malibu. You know, I'm not a big Florida fan. It's not like going out to California, uh, Los Angeles, Malibu, that whole thing. What but part of I Florida? Guess we'll have to do part of Florida. What what part of uh, down by Fort Myers? Great spot. Great yeah. spot. Well, I'm going to a little small island by Fort Myers, so it's not really there. So. Little Island yeah, by Fort Myers. Captiva Island. I don't think you know it. Captiva so. Island. Is that where all our listeners are? Cap- Captiva? Yes. We're number one among people in Captiva Island. That's that. Uh, that's like what a, it is. Sounds like a prison. Guantanamo yes. Bay and Captiva Island. All right. All right. We got a lot to get to. Again, if you want to get in real simple, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. Just a real general question I want to ask you before we get back into the draft and how things are going to play out and all the trades. And by the way, if there's not at least two trades in the top 10, I'm going to be majorly disappointed. All right. I'll put that's got to be that's the over under. There better be two trades in the top 10 where teams are trading up to get a quarterback or I'm majorly going to be disappointed, Aaron. Yeah, well, I think it, the whole draft obviously starts at number three with San Francisco. We get that. But I think, to me, I'm just as fascinated as what happens at number four because I know you are adamant that the, the Falcons are going to trade the pick. Obviously, I think that there's going to be value there for them to get if they do trade it. I'm fascinated what happens at number five. I'm fascinated what happens with your Miami Dolphins, all that stuff. So to me, there, there's so many good variables in this first round, but I'm with you. I expect fireworks, and it goes back to what we talked about last week, Arnie. I think part of it is this is just such a weird draft from the perspective of some guys played, some guys didn't last year, some guys only played four or five games, Trey Lance only played one. And so I just, everybody is going to have quote unquote, you know, I don't know if different value is the right word, but different teams are going to value different guys in different ways because of it. I expect an active uh, first round uh, on uh, Thursday. Let me ask you a question. Why is it so hard to, to, to figure out who's going to be a good player and who's not going to be a good player? What I mean by that is why do so many teams, so many general managers, so many coaches, um, owners, whoever's making the pick, just strike out? I mean, the success rate um, in, in the draft, it seems like it's like 20% or something like that. It's miserable. Why is it so hard to figure out who's going to be a good player and who's not. Matter of fact, you heard that stat about quarterbacks from, uh, what was it, 10 years ago? Like uh, none of the quarterbacks in the first round are, are with their teams now. It, it's insane, absolutely insane how many errors people make in the first round of the draft. It's really funny you say that. I was thinking about this. I was watching a Matt Rule press conference yesterday, obviously the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Oh, wait, so you didn't want, Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I know. No, no. all he yeah. said that I was going to reference was he yeah. said, yeah, you know, we were just because they were asking about position and this and that. He's like, yeah, we're just trying to get some contributors for next year. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Or no, he said something like, we're trying to get two or three guys that are going to have a big impact on this organization. And I'm like... Why can't you get seven guys? I mean, you have seven picks, and yeah. I understand you can't yeah. keep all of them, but, I, I mean, is the baseline just hitting on half of them? But the baseline is hitting on half well, of them, and so I don't know to answer your question. You know what's crazy is you think it would be easier for the draft because how many, was it 40%? I think we looked this up, 40% of the people in the NFL are undrafted. So, I mean, if you get 40% of the people in the NFL are, are undrafted, I mean, you should – be able to do a pretty decent job in figuring out at least the first couple of rounds. Um, Bill Belichick took two tight ends in the third round last year. I mean, these guys are zeros. So, I mean, you talk about making some massive mistakes. Belichick has been awful, yep. awful 
on the draft. I mean, if if you were graded on the draft, he'd be fired by now just based on that alone, Aaron. Well, think about the guy, Isaiah Wilson, that the Titans took in the first round that was arrested multiple times and all yeah. that stuff in one year. And they said, you know, this isn't the guy that we met with. And he played at Georgia. Nobody at Georgia felt that he was going to be that way. So it is very bizarre to me. I Look, I understand that there are some guys that just – they, they get injured, there's a, an injury that they can't overcome, all that stuff. But I really don't understand. I mean, I really don't understand why, um, why uh, especially the top end of the draft. I mean, it's one thing if you get to the sixth round and, okay, you draft a cornerback right, and he isn't right. as good as you thought. But the number of guys in the first round that miss is kind of amazing to me. You know, it, it's amazing, not only the strikeouts, but the people and the teams that actually trade up to get people and then yep. end up striking. Like, we got to get this guy. We got, to, and then, and, and you know what? And they, and they still strike out with them. It's amazing. Um, to, I'm asking you, you tell me what's the most important thing in taking a draft pick? Is it what he's done in college? Is it the combines? Um, is it what he does against winning teams? Is his, his, uh, uh, statistics? Uh, is it uh, the wonder look? I don't know. Is it 20% of all five of them? You tell me what's the most important thing right now. I I, I mean, if, if there was an easy, obvious answer, then everybody would have it. But it's so funny because I'm just looking at the 2018 NFL draft. Okay, so that this was four years ago. Um, and you would think like, okay, we have a pretty good feel for how these guys are going to be. And sure enough, you know, number one pick, Baker Mayfield. Are we sure he's really the long-term answer in Cleveland? I know they're winning games, but maybe they're winning games despite him because of him. Number three, Sam Darnold, not even with the Jets anymore. Number uh, number, excuse me, number ten, Josh Rosen on what his fourth or fifth team. Well, he's done. He's finished. You know, he was a bust. So, so yeah. I mean, you go on and on and on down the list. Now there were some good players. You know, Bradley Chubb, who's already been a Pro Bowler. Vita Vea, who was an important part of the uh, T Tampa Bay Buccaneers front seven uh, for the Super Bowl run last year. So, I mean, they were obviously good players. But even just going through four years ago, you know, by now you should have a feel for if these guys are good enough or not. And uh, it's incredible how many of them miss. It, it, it's amazing. And like I said, that's their job. You know, Bill Belichick, I don't know if you heard that story, that Belichick, they were his, um, not his assistants, but his college, uh, uh, you know, spies, recruiters, begged them not to take Nikhil Harry and said, no, 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 you don't want to do that. Interesting. He, he did it anyway, you know, because of his connections in the NFL. So he doesn't listen to his, his guys in you know, in the college ranks. He just says he goes on his own information, and that's probably a big mistake right now, you know? Oh, absolutely, and I and that is probably part of it, honestly, Arnie. Is is and we talked about this the last couple of weeks with Mac Jones. How did he get so get so high so fast? It's because the people that actually make the decisions are now in the room making these decisions. But I heard I forget who it was. It was somebody on with Colin. Maybe it was like Mike Lombardi back in the day. I can't remember. But somebody said something about the idea that. Belichick kind of consume. He talks to his scouts and consumes all the information and does everything that he normally does. And then when it gets to draft time, he kicks them all out of the room because yes. he doesn't want any leaks. And it's yes. like, like you know, you can't be the head coach for 17 weeks plus the playoffs up until this year. Then you're the draft guru. Like you can't do it all. And so he's a perfect example of maybe he needs to have more cooks in the kitchen, not less. All right, coming up next, Jeff Colhane's going to stop on by play-by-play -play announcer for North Dakota State University, also co-host of the Inside
Insider Show uh, Monday through Friday from 11 to 1. Of course, a Fox Sports Radio affiliate on Bison 1660. Who is Trey Lance? We'll find out more about him. That's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier here on Fox Sports Radio, a great sports talk radio night on a busy Saturday. We'll get to a lot. I see the tweets flowing on in. We'll get to them in a little bit. I want to get to our guest now. His name is Jeff Colhane, play-by-play announcer for North Dakota State. You can check him out on Bison 1660, co-host of The Insiders, Monday through Friday from 11 to 1. How you doing, Jeff? Arnie, it's a pleasure to talk to you and Aaron here on a Saturday night. Thanks for having me on. All right. First question, I appreciate that, Jeff. First question I was going to ask is, does uh, Trey Lance get hurt because of the lack of games this year? Uh, would he, or would he have been, uh, if there was a full season, could he have been maybe the number two pick or higher? Or is about the top ten about as good as it was going to be for him? Well, Arnie, I think he's he's got the talent, and I think what teams are learning right now as they get to know him a little bit better and get some one-on-one time with him, is he's got the mental uh, capacity as well with the way he approaches the game, 
the way he prepares, how he watches film, um, to be QB2 in this draft, in my opinion. Um, would, would more games have helped or hurt him is a question. Look, Arnie, he's the best player in our division, and it's not even close. I mean, he would have been a dominant force, and he would have been a guy that led NDSU to another undefeated season, most likely, and another national championship. And he, he most likely, again, would have won the Walter Payton Award as the top offensive player in FCS college football. Uh, I don't see where playing more games would have hurt him in any way, shape, or form. He, he's, he checks all the boxes. And I'm looking forward to his night on Thursday night because uh, I'm excited to see where he starts his NFL career. So, for Jeff, for people who have just barely seen him, a couple highlights here, YouTube there, describe his game a little bit, any comp that you might have with an NFL player that's a similar comp. Well, I think, you know, I think, Aaron, the, the easiest one to stick in the FCS level is a Steve McNair, who was dominant at Alcorn State, you know, back in the 1990s. And as far as recently, I think there's a Josh Allen comp that you can make with what he does. He's just, you know, physically checks all the boxes. I mean, he has amazing arm strength. Uh, he, he can make all the throws. I think he needs to continue to improve his deep ball down the field. I think that accuracy, uh, if you look at some of the numbers and the analytics, that has to, to get better for him. But he plays the quarterback position with a defensive player's mentality. And, and you can't get away with that in the NFL, obviously. You can't run over people and, and be physical and, and all of those things. But uh, he's able to, to play the game the way I think the NFL offense is trending at the quarterback position right now. And, you know, at the quarterback spot, as you guys know, you've got to be able to re-diagnose and make split-second split decisions um, in, in a quick manner, and he is certainly more than capable of doing that and then some. Uh, the big question with Trey Lance is, where is he going to go? Is he is he going to go number four uh, to Atlanta? Is somebody going to trade up with Cincinnati or Miami or Philadelphia or Carolina or, or even Denver? Um, where does he go and what pick number does he go? Well, Arnie, it sounds like you're counting him out in San Francisco. I think he could go three potentially. Ooh, what do you wow. think? Um, I, I see. I think he'd be a good fit there, but it seems like they're all locked in um, to Mac Jones. I find that tough to believe, but it looks like I'm going to be wrong. You know, the Vegas odds has Mac Jones going at, at number three, so we'll see how it plays out. But I, I think that'd be a bad pick for them. Yeah, you know, I, I you know, I think Denver certainly is interested at nine. Would he be there? Is the question. You know, New England has has shown some interest. They were here in Fargo last week for a second pro day. Um, they would have to trade up, and Bill Belichick has never drafted a quarterback in the first round uh, in his 20-plus seasons at the helm in New England. And so, you know, Carolina just made their move for Sam Darnold. Um, you know, in Atlanta, um, they, 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 do they want Kyle Pitts? Do they value him? I think Kyle Pitts is a superstar. I think Kyle right. Pitts is going to be a Hall of Fame player at uh, tight end out of Florida. So, it's going to be very, very intriguing, and obviously, as I know you guys have talked about a ton, the draft certainly starts at number three with what Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch decide to do, who are both, by the way, here in Fargo as well for his second pro day this last week. Wow. First of all, Jeff, I forgot to mention I'm wearing the Bison 1660 sweatshirt that was sent to me in the mail, so thank you. I don't you for have that. one of those. What's oh, up yeah. with that? Hey. 
Hey, have you made have you made Arnie jealous about that yet, Aaron? Or well, what? Come I on, was th- that was going to be my last question. Can you invite Arnie on your show at some point? Because when I said, "Oh yeah, you know, we're buddies," I go on from time. Oh, why don't I get an invite? What? Uh, and, well, and you have no way, area of expertise. Why are they going to invite you? If you're going to send me a sweatshirt, it has to be like a medium. I've, I've been getting in the shape. Arnie, Arnie, yes. we could get you a medium if you needed that small. <laughs> I need a triple XL. Is what I need, man. That's what I need. Is, is, is a triple XL, no doubt. About that, uh, and, you know, some people think that Trey Lance could be the bust of the draft. I mean, do you find that absolutely laughable when you hear something like that, or is there a possibility that could happen? Well, I think. Look, I think every. You know, I think there's certainly going to be a bust with one of these quarterbacks, right? I mean, that's right. just the stats when you look at how the quarterback position in the first round has gone. I mean, it's just it's it's part of the deal, and somebody is going to not live up to the expectation, but. Look, guys, what I can tell you about Trey Lance is this. Trey Lance came in here, and he was a guy that got passed over by Power 5 schools who are certainly regretting the fact they didn't recruit him to play quarterback. And, you know, there's something about North Dakota State where they're able to identify these guys and recruit them and bring them into Fargo, develop them as well. And, look, Trey Lance did not need a ton of developing, obviously, as a a 19-year-old redshirt freshman who – was near perfect in the fall of 2019 in that redshirt freshman campaign. So, you know, to, to say that some people think it could be a bust, you know what, Arnie? The only reason people are saying that is because he played at the FCS level. Yes. I promise you, <laughs> I promise you, if Trey Lance played in a Power 5 outfit, this guy would be QB2 right now with the way he plays and how talented he is and how great of a person he is as well. His parents, Carlton and Angie, are fantastic people. Carlton had a cup of coffee in the National Football League and played in the CFL. Uh, His younger brother, Bryce, is coming here to play wide receiver. So this is a football family. Uh, They get it. They understand it. And and Trey Lance has been told his entire life that he can't do this or he can't do that. I promise you, he's heard all the naysayers, and he's, he's making a list right now to prove everybody wrong. Kind of a random question for you, Jeff. You mentioned it. What is it about North Dakota State that they've gone through two, three, four coaches now? Obviously, um, you know, uh, uh, all these different guys, and you still have the success. Carson Wentz, Easton Stick, uh, a lot of uh, position players that have had a ton of success, and, of course, now Trey Lance. What is it that has allowed this program the sustained success that they have? And then I'll take it a step further. How has this season gone, as I believe you guys are still in the middle of the FCS playoffs, because you guys are playing a spring schedule. That's right, Artie. Did you miss the Did you miss the playoff game today, Artie, with NDSU? Must have missed that one. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's, That's okay. You can, you can catch us next Saturday at two o'clock. We got a quarterfinal game against Sam Houston down in Huntsville, Texas. So we're still playing football here. But you know, Aaron, as, as you and I have talked, it's it's just one of those places from a football perspective that understands what it takes to be extremely successful the culture here and how this football program has always played the game going back to the division two days it's a place that's won 16 national championships and eight of the last nine at the fcs level and so this last decade of course has been a decade of dominance for ndsu but it, it didn't start here it started you know back in the 1960s through the 70s and the 80s as well and, and what this place has done better than others is they have, again, recruited well. They've recruited the right players to, to fit their system, both offensively, defensively, and also on special teams. 
And it's a developmental program. you got a place that has brought in guys that are here for four or five years, and, and sometimes you might have to, to wait your turn or sit for two to three seasons, but when you get your shot, uh, you make it happen. And I think in the quarterback room, to your point specifically, it's been you know a school that has been lucky to a certain degree. There's a little bit of that involved. But there's a guy by the name of Randy Hedberg who's the quarterback's coach here, and he played in the NFL briefly in the late 1970s who knows quarterbacks, he knows the game, he's developed these guys, and they have also helped develop each other. I mean, Carson Wentz uh, worked, you know, uh, showed Easton Stick the ropes. Easton Stick showed Trey Lance the ropes. They were roommates when Trey was a true freshman in a redshirt here at NDSU. And so it's a place that understands what it takes to win at a high, high level, and that is certainly uh, as well has, has caught the eye of NFL scouts each and every year, they, they keep an eye on what's going on at NDSU to take a look at potential players that can play at the next level. Jeff, last thing before we let you go, how come you guys aren't the big D1 like uh, uh, some of the other schools out there? How come you haven't made the move there? Well, I think, look, I'll tell you this, Arnie. There is, you know, there, there's definitely chatter about that. I think there's a portion of our fan base that would be very interested in making that move. I think the next step is what happens in the college football playoff world in the next two to three to four years. Does that expand to eight? Does it expand to 12? And if so, does the group of five get a seat at the table with the power five? Would they allow that? If that's the case, I think it would be very interesting to see the next steps for NDSU as far as their football future in the FCS and potentially trying to find a conference home in the group of five level on the FBS down the road. Interesting. Wow. He's uh, Jeff Colhane. You can go ahead and check him out now, play-by-play announcer for North Dakota State. Also has a show Monday through Friday, 11 to 1 Central on FSR affiliate Bison 1660. Remember, that's a triple XL. Um, because they shrink a little bit. You understand that. So, you know, that's Ari, why. it's in the mail, pal. You got it. Yeah. It's coming yes. your way. Usually yeah. I don't wear a triple XL, but they shrink to – at least three sizes. So <laughs> now all you got to do is say that. something interesting. Maybe you'll get an invite on his show. Wow, <laughs> for crying out loud. Wow. Jeff, always a pleasure. My friend, we'll do it again. Thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you, guys. Great to be with you. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, you got it, Thank Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Cohen, everybody, uh, that's who Trey Lance is. I, I'm more curious than ever to see what's going to happen. We'll come back. We'll talk about what he had to say about Trey Lance. But first, let's see what's trending, what's going on with my Dodgers, with please Steve DeSager, what's going on DeSager. On behalf of all, please stop that. First off, the best news we have had tonight, our Dan Beyer is now a father, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Oh, bravo! Bravo! Dan Beyer, head anchor, manager of Fox Sports Radio, host on Sunday afternoons, is going to have a few weeks off now and very busy at home in the near future. He and his wife, Lisa, welcomed a new baby boy today, Broderick Beyer, so congratulations to them both. What's his name, Arnold? (laughs) I think that's the fourth name that they were considering. Oh, that was the fourth. Just didn't make the final cut. Okay, what was the name again? What's the name again? Broderick Beyer. Very nice. Very nice. Bravo. Bro, when's he going to start doing a show here? That's what I want (laughs) to say. Yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Well, we can update the game at Dodger State. It's another great Padres Dodger. Game LA is up 5 4 in the top of the eighth, but the Padres have the tying run at second with two outs. Trevor Bauer was the Dodger starter tonight, six innings, nine strikeouts, but he allowed two home runs to Fernando Tatis Jr. 
a guy who had two home runs off Clayton Kershaw last night. In the history of Dodger Stadium, there have been a lot of visiting players. Dodger Stadium's almost 60 years old. Yeah. The only guys in Dodger Stadium history to visit and to have more than one multi-homer game in a single season, Barry Bonds, Luis Gonzalez, that's it. And now Tatis has done it in back-to-back nights, two last night and two tonight. Dodgers holding on 5-4. The L.A. offense— Wait a minute, you sure about that? Yes, absolutely sure about that. Reggie Jackson? How is he possibly visiting multiple times to Dodger Stadium with no interleague play? In the World Series. Did he do it in back-to-back games, Arnie? I don't know. Not back wow. to back. You have one good thing where you got the score right. Now you think you wrote <laughs> wow. the, the encyclopedia. I'm like, Wait, baseball. what about Reggie? Yeah. He had one, one game. He had three home runs, right? That was at Yankee Stadium in '77. Oh, that's right. That was that's, not okay. here. You got me. And you there was me. no game the next night because that clinched okay. the World Series. So. All right. See, this is why <laughs> Torres is a Debbie Downer. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, a walk makes it two on two outs for the Padres in the top of the eighth. I mentioned the. Dodger offense has finally shown up for the first time this week. Five runs, 12 hits this evening. In these last six games for L.A., only 23 hits total coming into tonight, which was their fewest hits in a six-game span in over 100 years of Dodger history. This season so far, the Dodgers had hit 300 against Colorado, but a 200-team batting average against everyone else. So wow. the fact that it was rare, that, in fact, they were three runs or less each game the past six games. Here they got three runs just in the bottom of the sixth to take the lead and trying to hold on right now. Oakland won its 13th straight game, seven two at Baltimore. The Yankees and Garrett Cole beat Cleveland two to one. Houston down the Angels today, sixteen to two. In the NBA wins for Denver and Miami. Minnesota got a victory at Utah, 101-96, and Dallas was down seventeen to the Lakers late first half and still beat LA one oh eight to ninety three. The Knicks today won their ninth straight game, one twenty to one oh three over Toronto. And UFC two sixty one is over in Jacksonville. Kamara Usman still welterweight champion defeating Jorge Masvidal in the second round on a KO. In Jacksonville, about 15,000 fans there. Valentina Shevchenko won second round TKO. Rose Namajunas won in the first round. A reminder, NASCAR's 500 from Talladega will be on Fox TV tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern time. Back to you. All right, thanks a lot to Sager. If you want to go ahead and get on in, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Once again, thanks to uh, Jeff Colhane for stopping on by. You know, let me let me bring this up about Trey Lance. Um, do you think uh, how much does it hurt going to a North Dakota state, and does it bother you that he didn't go to a blue blood school? And if you tell me no, I'm gonna I'm gonna say you're not telling the truth. But go ahead. Well, does it personally bother me? I mean, yes. if he doesn't get offered, I mean, that's like me Not being... Not personally. Like, does it bother you if you were working in a uh, NFL office? Would you yeah. say, hey, it's North Dakota State, so let's pump the brakes a little bit, I guess well, is what I'm it's, asking. it's actually really funny you mentioned that because I was talking to our, our AP, Nick, about this before the show, is everyone makes a big deal about, uh, well, uh, you can't draft the quarterback from Alabama. I mean, his, his teammates are so much better than everybody right. else. Right, And right. it's like... Yeah, but the competition is so much better than everybody else. So, like, like you're going to criticize the Ohio State-Alabama quarterbacks because their comp- because their teammates are too good. Uh, but I-, I would take the guy that played at the highest level against the best teams like a Justin Fields and Mac Jones and feel more confident than I would that the guy that played at the FCS level or even Zach Wilson, who didn't play, frankly, True. a very good team all year long. 
I'm going to bet on Justin Fields because I've seen him do it against Clemson. I've seen him do it against whoever, Penn State in normal years. I know they weren't very good this year, but I'm going to trust that guy a lot more than Zach Wilson who beat Army and uh, San Diego State and whoever else they played exactly. this year. Exactly, and, and my analogy was going to be, God forbid you have surgery. You want somebody from Harvard, Yale, Arizona doing the surgery, or do you want somebody uh, from a community college doing the surgery? So you, you tell me. Well, you Who just you said want Arizona, but then you said community colleges. That's basically like the same thing. Wow, Arizona's the top medical school in the country, so you better take that back. But you understand your what I'm point saying? as well. well pedigree, yeah. pedigree does have something to do with it, though. It does, it does uh, dictate a little bit. Now, of course, there are exceptions to the rule. We understand that. Oh, what about Jerry Rice? Okay, I understand, but. You know, for the most part, you do want somebody that's faced the best. How do we know how Trey Lance is going to do against the elite talent out there? How would he have done if he was the quarterback for Alabama, for Ohio State, for Clemson? Would he have taken them to a a playoff, or would they have been uh, a one-loss team, a two-loss team, a five-loss team? I don't know how I'll do against upper echelon talent like that, Aaron. Yeah, and just how would he have performed individually? I mean, you can be a really good player – um, in a really good league and all that stuff without necessarily having the team success. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think these are fair questions. And I think the fact that he hasn't played to me is huge. And I know that uh, it it was our, our guy in our one deep fried draft that brought up the point, well, you know, Mac Jones has started the same number of games as Trey Lance. But yeah, Mac Jones was a scout team quarterback against NFL caliber players every single day for three years before he was a starter. And so to me, that's why it feels different. And like, I think the combination of the competition level with on top of that, the fact that he did not play this year to me, that's like, I don't know how it can't be a red flag. And that was the one last question I wanted to get in with Jeff that we didn't have time for is I would be curious. Jeff seemed very confident in his skill set, but does he feel like we know the world that the NFL is right now? You can't sit for a year in almost all cases. Is he a guy? Is Trey Lance a guy that Jeff believes can go and and play right away next year, or is he going to have to sit after not playing this year? Please bear with me. Says Jeff was a terrific guest, but look, of course Lance is questioned because he, he's an FCC FCS quarterback. I mean, Torres is out here questioning Zach Wilson due to the competition. FCS far lower competition than that. Let's not act like it's unfair to say. FCS is lower uh, than FBS. I I, I totally I I agree with that, um, one hundred percent. You got to bring that up. And did you see the numbers that Colin Coward put out about Zach Wilson yep. saying it in teams that have won what was it ten or more games that Zach Wilson was what zero and five in those games, and they weren't really powerhouses. There were schools like San Diego State, Coastal Carolina, and I think he had like one touchdown, seven interceptions. Something horrible like that. That, to me, sends up a warning flag, Aaron. That, that's a big uh, warning flag. That there, is the you know? point I've been making for weeks yeah. on this show, is they played one team with real NFL-caliber defensive linemen. Coastal Carolina has a couple guys that will be drafted late in the draft. And he wasn't very good. He was fine. He wasn't number two overall pick in the draft good. And that's that, to me... I still contend is the single biggest question I don't understand why nobody's talking about. Everybody's talking about why is Justin Fields not number three over Mac Jones? Here's my question. Why is he not number two, two over right. Zach Wilson? I don't get it. And I, and like I said, I'm so glad that other people are starting to critically think about this because I get it. I understand that it just seems like the Jets are locked in on Zach Wilson, but it's fair to question it. And I think there's a lot of people in the media that are starting to sit back here as we get closer, as you said, 
bit of you have time to overanalyze the draft and say, like, are, are, are we sure this is the guy that they should be taking? The Jets with their lousy offensive line, the overbearing media, new head coach. Like, are we positive this should be the guy for them? You want to get in real simple, Aaron underscore Torres. I've been sticking genius one. Uh, We'll come back. We'll finish the hour with the Sager, a very rare pitching debut in Houston today. We'll tell you about that. That's coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing, but you see Discover's accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Let's check in with DeSager to finish out the hour. DeSager, what's going on out there, my friend? Well, it's still Dodgers 5-4 over San Diego, two outs, bottom of the eighth. Padres have left two on in the seventh and left two on in the eighth. And I was watching, guys, the Angels at Houston started that game today on what was used to, used to be Fox Sports West in Southern California. Mike right. Trout, by the way, did not play again because of the bruised elbow. I don't know if you saw he got hit by pitch this week yep, yep. after he stuck out his elbow and he hasn't played since. Probably wasn't the difference today in that Houston's offense had 18 hits, but 
Angels lose yet again there. They're 3-17 and 17 in Houston the last couple of years. Wow. So the final score today was Houston 16-2 to two over the Halos, who've lost four in a row. But the story is, top of the first inning, the Houston starting pitcher Jake Odorizzi left in the first with a tight forearm. In out of the bullpen, Kent Emanuel making his major league debut after seven years in the minors, clearly not expecting to pitch in this game, and certainly not in the first inning, but coming in after an injured pitcher, he could take all the warm-ups he needed. Right. He pitched the rest of the game. Wow. Eight and two-thirds innings in wow. relief. That is strange. That's awesome. That's a record for your major league debut, actually. AP says this guy likely would have made the Houston Rock uh, roster, excuse me, out of spring training, but was finishing an 80-game suspension for performance enhancers. But he was called up yesterday from the minors, technically from the alternate training site. The right. minor leagues don't start till next month, but. He says, I'm innocent with that whole suspension. It's unfair uh, yeah, testing yeah, yeah. and all of that. And so he's on the mound, a pitcher wearing jersey number zero because he thinks that's the number of games he should have been suspended. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a stunt Arnie would pull somehow. Wow. I don't know anybody that wears number zero in baseball. Yeah, a pitcher wearing number zero wow. on top of that. And so then coming up to bat in the bottom of the first is Houston's Alex Bregman. He's wearing number two, and the announcers say, you know why he wears number two? Because he was drafted number two overall in 2015, and he thinks to this day he should have been drafted number one. Oh, cry so me a river. Would you please? Exactly. Exactly. Gosh. It was uh, now Brave shortstop. You know what number Dansby I'm wearing Swanson was is one ninety nine because I want to be under two hundred pounds. That's what I'm going to wear. Because <laughs> you were drafted yeah. same slot as Tom yeah, Brady. Yeah, exactly. By the way, Jeez. speaking of the Patriots, the old Patriots, did you not mention Rob Gronkowski that much tonight? That's a record. How about that? You should have led with that today, Mister Arizona. Back at the U of A in Tucson, setting a, a, a Guinness World Record from 600 feet. They dropped a football from a helicopter at the Arizona Spring Game. He dropped two of them, but got the third. On the third attempt, Rob Gronkowski makes the catch. Gronk spike at midfield and Didn't World seem Record. That tough. Broken. Yeah, go ahead and try it. Feel free. I, would do, I know. I, I will try it. How I remember that? a story about a guy trying to catch a baseball drop from the Washington Monument. I believe it broke his jaw. So just, No, yes. get out of here. <laughs> just Torres, just, we got a thing for you to try. Exactly. I'm just saying to people there, maybe maybe think twice about all this. You should try it, Arnie. You're Mr. Well, I, uh, I, I am. I'm going to try. I bungee jumped off the top of America West Arena. Huh? Catching a football is going to be tough. Okay, you're going to have to explain that. Yeah, I bungee jumped off the top of America West Arena off the scoreboard uh, before the Arizona Rattlers game with the game ball. That is astounding. How have you not told this story ten well, I, times I, I, already? I really didn't jump. I just fainted off it. I was so scared. I, Still, but you were attached yeah. to a bungee cord, and it yes. was as if you were going down to the field, right? Yes, yes. I was attached wow. to the bungee cord. I had to shower when I was done. I had a terrible <laughs> odor. How are you not? Do you not have video of this? Oh, I have video. How I do. I have, as a matter of fact, video I, of this. I yelled at my wife because we were dating at the time and she forced me to do it. I go, if anything happens to me, this better be named Arnie Spanier Arena for the rest of my lifetime, for the rest of your lifetime, because you better be suing yeah. the hell out of them. Seems fair. Yeah. You know, we could find the video of you on the dating game or whatever, newlywed yeah. game. Yeah. 
with her and winning the trip to Micronesia, but we right. haven't seen this for crazy. Oh, yeah, I'll have to find it for you. I Please do. Yes, Please do. do. That's a request it, yes. from the show. <laughs> what's, anyway. her, what's her favorite pizza? What, what was the favorite question? restaurant? Favorite what's your favorite restaurant? restaurant? Answer pizza. pizza. Exactly. Yeah, you know, it happens. It's, it happens. You it's know? amazing. You Sometimes want Sometimes you forget the snap In retrospect. You know? There you go. Uh, for those who didn't see the Lakers at Dallas game, Lakers were up 17 late first half, and then the offense just Did plunged. They choked. Uh, the same way they're plunging in the standings. Uh, Dallas won the game pretty easily, as it turned out. And keep in mind, with those playing games in the NBA this year, Unless you finish in the top six in your conference, you're going to have to be in those playoff games and could be out quickly. Well, the Lakers have sunk to fifth, and they're only a game and a half ahead of the number six team, which is Dallas, which now has the tiebreaker in case of a tie. And the Lakers are only two and a half games ahead of number seven Portland in the West standings. So we are getting to that point. And Anthony Davis clearly doesn't have his legs yet for the shooting. He's five of 19 shooting from the floor tonight. Did get up to 28 minutes. 17 points, but the Lakers shot 38% from the floor. They lost at Dallas 108 to 93. And Minnesota Oof. upset Utah. And yes, those Knicks won their ninth in a row. Yeah. Julius Randle, 31 points. Championship. Nick, uh, let's hold off on that. The Knicks shot 56% from the floor and beat Toronto 120 to 103. For the Raptors, Kyle Lowry, one of 10 shooting including 0 of 8 from three-point range. Yeah, Knicks are the second-best team in the Eastern Conference right now. That's what I'm going to say. They're not even, yeah. You're saying championship. They're not even the best team or in their fourth. own city. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Relax yourself when it comes to Brooklyn. They've had some tough losses against them. They'll go ahead and, and break that through. All right. Um, two hours are in the books. We're actually at halftime uh, of the show because we're filling in for Bernie with the bonus hour. So we'll come back, reset, get to the draft here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier here on Fox Sports Radio. Busy show today. Coming up in about 20 minutes, Chris Plank. Uh, Usually we have Bertie Fratto on in the power hour of the show, but Bertie has the night off. Chris Plank will be sitting on in for Jason Martin. So we'll have Chris on. Matter of fact, Jason Martin had a baby and Dan Beyer had a baby. So congratulations uh, to Dan Beyer and Jason Martin. I think Jason Martin had his a couple of days ago. Dan Beyer just having his baby. Mm-hmm. Wow, everybody's having babies out there, Torres. It's so was, crazy. I was going to say, you and Beth going for number two or what? Yes, I should announce that we are. Uh, Beth is Wow. Oh, well, shut up. Is it yours? Or, oh, sorry. Too soon. We're in the power. <laughs> all right, I can you. say stuff like I that. I hate you. I hate you. No, we're a little too old to be having another kid. That's for sure. Uh, not as uh, young as you guys out there. So, uh, yeah, Dan Beyer and Jason Martin. Chris Plank going to be filling in for Jason Martin. So back when I had my first kid, we, man, they didn't give you a lot of time off. It was like two days and you had to get right back at it. Not like now where you get to bond with the baby and stuff like that, you know? I'm sure that's a lie and you just wanted to go back to work. That's my guess. That was a lie. I did go <laughs> back to work, yes. It was actually two days. It was two or three days. And I think Beth had the baby on a Wednesday. I took Thursday, Friday off, and um, I was back to work on Monday. That oh, was- honey, well, they don't do paternity leave. Never heard of it. Never yeah. heard of it. We got to get back, especially You're- when the baby's crying. For people who missed it, one, you can go back and listen to the podcast. But I asked you the last time you left Vermont, and you said, oh, yeah, uh, uh, a few years ago. Yeah, a few so, years ago. So, I mean, ago. yeah, I, I'm not surprised that you didn't take a month uh, after your son was born, unfortunately. <laughs> so. Are you going out back out to Vegas soon or what? 
Uh, probably very soon. Yeah. Last week was kind of a family trip and then uh, I got my little boys weekend that I usually do every May. So sometime in May I'll be going. Not sure exactly which weekend yet. Though. You should just move out there already. You're there so many times for crying out loud. No, I wouldn't. I, 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 It'd be too tight. You'd be gambling all the time like a gambling fool. Would you not or what? I think so. Yeah. It was funny because, uh, yeah, my mom has her place over there. My stepdad is out there today, this week. And she was saying he wanted to find a place to watch the draft. I said, "Well, you know, you can gamble. I mean, that's all the yeah, that's all anybody's going to be doing this week, gamble on the draft." And and so I started doing that rant today. So yeah, I can't be uh, I can't be living there full time. All right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I think I'd be uh, a little bit less in the wallet if I lived there full time. That's for sure. You want to get in, Aaron underscore Torres. I've been thinking genius one, which I wanted to ask you, and it kind of reminded me when you said, "Where can you watch the draft?" Are you surprised so many people, now you and I have to watch it, it's our job. Actually, we don't have to watch it. We don't have to watch it at all. Um, we, we could just hear who was drafted by who when it was all said and done. Why are we all into the draft? Why do we sit down like we're watching or listening to a boxing match on the radio or something like that? Why are we all into the NFL draft when, A, we don't have to watch it, B, it is so long, C, we can find out the results after but D, the ratings are through the roof, Aaron. It's incredible. Well, and E, half the guys are busts, like we just yes. talked about. Yeah. So it's one of those things. I mean, I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I don't. And and it's funny though because we talk about all the time. You know, we have to follow the audience with the audience what they want. We have to cover, right. and it's amazing to me not just the draft because one, the draft usually is in the middle of the NBA playoffs and it crushes the NBA playoffs. It gets like a t- uh, a ten rating or something, a ten sh- a ten rating, yes. I believe. So that which is ten times more than like an NBA a game for the most part. But I was going to say, too, we also now cover the Combine as if it's like a real thing. We cover pro days. I mean, how much talk has gone into, oh, Justin Fields had a second pro day. What does that mean? Trey Lance had a second pro Trevor Lawrence had his pro day early. Let's overanalyze that. And so I am amazed, but I, I just think it feeds into our fascination with football, our fascination with the NFL. And here's the other thing, Arnie. We always get fascinated by what's next what what could be uh it's not enough to just talk about the lakers being awesome it has to be well who in free agency is going to beat him so we cover nba free agency trying to figure out okay how do all the puzzle pieces fit and i think there's a lot of that with the nfl draft of well this team's only one piece away or uh are the are the Bengals going to get the the protection that they need for joe burrow all those kind of things i think that's why we're so fascinated by it you you corrected yourself you said that's why we're fascinated about the about football then you said the nfl because we're really not fascinated about football. It is just the NFL, isn't it? We had the spring college football games. We didn't pay attention to that, right? We've had other leagues. We got another league starting up. I can't tell you the initials of every league that came by. They come and go the XYZ, the CFL, the this, that, the other. Um, it, they just come and go and they disappear because we just care about the NFL. We don't care about football, though. You know? Why are you going to talk about your Arizona hotshots like that? Wow, man? my Arizona hotshots went down so quickly. But you understand no. what I'm saying. You know well, what I did? Mean? It's really about the NFL, though. And that is, it's so funny that you say that because that was my argument when all these leagues, oh, the, you know, this one's going to be different. It's like, well, right. I've, I've seen seven of these leagues in my lifetime, and none of them are different. And so. I do think it is the NFL, and I think obviously college is the natural kind of quote-unquote feeder system into the NFL, so I'm with you, and I think when you when you factor in that we have college and NFL basically from essentially the middle of July all the way until the end of February, then you get about six weeks off from March Madness, then you get 
draft wall to wall for two, three weeks in the lead up to the draft. And then basically, it's- yeah, but we should we should be watching the other one. We do love football. I mean, it's like if you no, like, we like hamburgers, good football. We don't we don't well, watch. And I always make this argument: yeah. we if they broadcast the AAA World Series, nobody's tuning in to watch the AAA World Series. But, I'm sorry, they're just not. But Torres, if you like hamburgers, and um, in one block near your house, there's a fast food hamburger chain. There's a gourmet hamburger chain. And then there's a chain that, you know, obviously you've heard of, and it's somewhere in between. I bet you you end up eating at all three of the different places out there during the course of the year. It's not just the best one. You eat at all three. You know what I'm saying? It, well, it, with it, your analogy, you would be eating at the, the five-star restaurant 17 straight weekends. <laughs> and I think by February, you probably wouldn't want hamburgers anymore. I'm sorry. Or really not 17 straight weekends. It'd really be 21 straight weekends with the playoffs. So I would think by the middle of uh, the middle of March. After you don't you've, want anymore. Yeah, you don't, you don't want the fast food. Especially if you've been eating gourmet hamburgers for 17 straight right, weeks or right, 23 right. straight weeks or whatever it is. Right. Uh, you know, you might want a hamburger middle of the summer, which is what the NFL draft is. But I don't think not only do you not want hamburgers, I don't think you want the lousy, crappy hamburger. Wow. You want to get it, Aaron underscore yeah, Torres. Flip that on your head. I'm a, I'm a stinking genius one. Chris Plank will join us 20 past the hour. As I said, he's filling for Jason Martin. He's a, ga- a draft nut. I, I got to tell you, nobody loves the draft more than uh, Chris Plank. So we'll talk to him about a few stuff. By the way, uh, are you convinced on who the number three pick is going to be? Are you are you convinced the number two pick is going to be Zach Wilson and we could move on from that? Or you have any doubt in your mind whatsoever the number two pick? It's really funny because now I'm starting to get in my head like, have we, because here's the thing, right? Like, you know, there, there's a whole new uh, coaching staff and everything with the New York Jets. Um, you know, it's Robert Sala's first big decision. I guess the first big one was to trade Sam Darnold. Right. And so you'd think that a little bit more would go into it than to just hand over the number two pick without even evaluating Justin Fields, Mac Jones, whatever, hand over the number two pick to Zach Wilson. So now I'm starting to wonder, like, have we been doing this song and dance with Mac Jones and Justin Fields? And are we positive Zach Wilson's going to go number two overall? Let me ask you this. Shouldn't the Jets, even if they did want Zach Wilson 100% put out the thing? Um, Pretending like they, they don't, right? Yeah, you know, uh, the old switch and bait that they may not want him. Maybe somebody wanted to trade up and get that number two pick. But then again, if they dropped down, uh, they would have probably dropped down, what, worse than three and then they wouldn't have gotten the quarterback that they wanted. So I, I guess there's no really necessary to, to you know play coy on who you want, but they did decide on Zach Wilson after that pro day. It was like they were undecided, and then they saw the pro day, and it was like, okay, that's good enough for us. We'll, uh, we'll take this. So, yeah. um, you know, you, you saw the video about Zach Wilson throwing off his, like, back a uh, wrong leg across his body, and I saw one NFL player going, Sam Darnold did that in the NFL and got a touchdown. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. So we we make too much of these pro days. I really believe about that. I, I think we, we, we don't do enough about what's on the field during the course of their playing time, and we put a lot into these pro days, you know? I agree, and I just also think it's such a juggling act, right? Because it's what we were talking about last hour is you have to find that balance between – Okay, this guy is really good for a really good team. Well, how do, should we hold it against Mac Jones and Justin Fields that their teammates are incredible? But on the flip side, I still think 
shouldn't we kind of hold it against Zach Wilson that the competition level was not the same uh, at BYU that it was at Alabama? I mean, Alabama, Mac Jones went through, uh, you know, he beat Georgia this year at Georgia, beat Florida, he beat Notre Dame, he beat Ohio State. I mean, Zach Wilson doesn't have What would Mac Jones' stats be if he played for BYU, though? Well, he certainly wouldn't be at that seventy-plus comp- uh, completion percentage that you like to throw in my face every week that we talk about this. By the way, you know who was number two in completion percentage was Zach Wilson. So, um, <laughs> uh, you know that to me means a lot more than Mac Jones being number one. Why is that? Well, because BYU, not the team that Alabama is. But look at who but then again, the competition is a lot easier for them, though. By the way, I was r- oh no, I was right actually. I, I'm looking at total yardage. So Zach okay. Wilson was number three in total yardage, number two in completion percentage. But again, look at who he look at who he played against: San Diego State, Coastal Carolina, Central Florida, Northern Arkansas, Boise State. I mean, you know, he wasn't playing incredible teams here, Houston, etc. So, uh, oh wait, 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 wait! If you're gonna play that game. Then, then you just made a knock against Trey Lance, then, right? So, if we're going to do the level of competition, it, it, it's got to be Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and Mac Jones, then, right? That's the way it's got to be. So, let me ask you: Should what do you think is more important, the fact, or what would you be more concerned about? I guess would be the right way to put it: the fact that Mac Mac Jones and Justin Fields had unbelievable talent uh, that they played with that was superior to their opponents, or Zach Wilson and uh, and uh, Trey Lance that the the talent they played against wasn't even close to the level of competition that Mac Jones and Justin Fields played against. Well, look, it, it, it does concern me when you're playing for like a, a school like Alabama because you you have so much talent. But I also like to look at a guy's size. You know what I mean? I mean, if you're like six four, six five, all people drool over that stuff. They're like, oh my goodness, look at his size. Look how look how quickly he gets the ball out of his hands. I don't know if we put too much into that, but size size does matter. I don't know if you know. Yeah. It does matter. Sure does. Um, but after that, you got to look at what a guy's done on the football field, even if he's, even if he's played for an elite team. Um, it shouldn't go ahead and punish the guy the way we're punishing Mac Jones. As a matter of fact, Mac Jones probably should be um, the number three quarterback taken and I get the feeling he's not going to be the number three quarterback taken when it's all said and done, you know? So he should be number three ahead of Justin Fields, you're saying? Or just number three? Number three ahead of Zach Wilson. Yeah, I think yeah. that's fair. I I don't, I've never understood why it was so definitive that Zach Wilson was the number two guy and we're not even going to argue about it. Don't get yeah. it. It was all from that pro day. Uh, you want to get in, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stick of Genius 1. When we get back, we'll talk to Chris Plank, throw the draft around with him a little bit. That's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, right here on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, for the very best NFL draft coverage, be sure to tune in to Fox Sports Radio throughout the first round of the draft on Thursday. You'll catch the NFL's best information guy, which is Jay Glazer. Draft analyst Bucky Brooks, former number two pick, LeVar Arrington, and Fox's Kevin Burkhardt as they'll be live throughout the first round beginning at 8 o'clock Eastern on Thursday. They'll have pick-by-pick prediction and reactions to all 32 first-round picks. That's Thursday night, 8 o'clock Eastern, Jay Glazer, Bucky Brooks, LeVar Arrington, Kevin Burkhardt right here on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. By the way, this is our song here, Walk the Line. I mean, Johnny Cash, number one number one in prisons, right? Is it number one in prisons? We're number one in prisons. Johnny Cash, what did he do? Uh, San Quentin, right? Oh, I didn't know. He did the live know. show. That's like the whole, that's like his whole shtick. He went is to that his whole shtick? We, I think we should do a live show. Uh, from prison too. <laughs> I think so. I think you're Could right. Could you imagine some guy going, Folsom I don't like what you're saying about my Cowboys. <laughs> um, Cowboys 16-0 winning a Super Bowl, sir. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. Um, it was at uh, Folsom Prison, by the way, not uh, uh Come on, right. man. Haven't you seen the movie with Reese I Witherspoon? Think I, think, I think I do that. I think I do that. Yeah. Right. Like uh, the Folsom Prison Blues, they tell me, all right? So there you go. Let's let's get to our guest. I usually work with him on Sundays. He's filling in tonight um, after Bernie Fratto. He's going to be uh, filling in for Jason Martin. It's Chris Plank. How you doing, Plank? I'm good, Arnie. How are you and Aaron doing tonight? Good. If there's not at least two trades in the top ten in the first round, <laughs> 
uh, you're going to be disappointed. You're you're all geeked into this. There's nobody more excited about the draft than you, that's for sure. There's definitely issues there. Um, it's probably the first thing that I truly fell in love with uh, as a little kid in sports, so that's, that's crazy enough as it is. But, <laughs> I mean, we, we've already had a massive trade, Arnie. You've already had the, the Niners move up to three. True. Uh, you hear all the rumors that are taking place. Well, I mean, who hasn't been rumored for something yet? Uh, and it, it seems like outside of maybe, say what, the, the Patriots, everyone seems like they want to be moving down right now. So I think it's going to make for a, for a fascinating couple of days. But yes, Arnie, I want chaos. I want trades. I want people moving all over the place. Uh, I, want, I don't want quarterbacks going one, two, three, four. I want them going one, two, three, mm. and then finding out who slips and watching some of these solid players get an opportunity to go to good places and play right away. Plank, you're on the sidelines every single week seeing the highest caliber of athlete at the college football level. How concerned would you be to take somebody like a Trey Lance who is playing a level down at the FCS level, didn't play this year, or even Zach Wilson, who, you know, Arnie and I have been talking about it for three hours. I mean, this guy played against and through no fault of his own, but he played a lot of Army and Northern Arizona, uh, Northern Arkansas, all that stuff. How concerned would you be and how big is that talent gap? Because I know once a year, an FCS team rolls through Norman, and I'm guessing they look nothing like what the Sooners do every Saturday. Uh, we, we, I'll, I'll bite back on one part. Not once a year. Uh, I think once about every three or four years, they'll see someone, Aaron, but your point's well taken. Uh, DeSager and I have kind of had, I, in fact, I was just going through some notes for the show tonight. I have a few of those benchmark takes, you know, hills that I'll go ahead and die on if necessary. <laughs> um, good is good is one of them. You know, I, I don't care where you played. If you're good, you're good. Um, but if you're trying, if, if with the slimmest of margin, Aaron, let's just look, for instance, at what San Francisco is thinking about at three, right? You are, you are likely choosing between Mac Jones, unless there's some shock at two, Justin Fields, and Trey Lance, right? It's, it's the slimmest of margin as to what would separate each of them, right? So maybe it is in the eyes of the decision maker there. And in San Francisco, the, the coach is the decision maker. I know he works in conjunction with John Lynch, but Kyle Shanahan makes the call. So it might be as simple as, hey, he went to North Dakota State. I don't know about that competition that he faced, but I do know Mac Jones saw the best defense uh, th- that you could possibly see in the alleged best conference for defense, the SEC, right? I just I think that it's a really interesting angle to look at because it only takes the slightest thing for someone to say, all right, let's go with this dude over the other guy, right? And then maybe the, that other guy is a Justin Fields whom you say, uh, he, he played against some of the best defenses uh, in college football in the Big Ten. It's, it's a fascinating angle to this when you consider the guys we're looking at near the top are Clemson, and we know he's going one, BYU, Ohio State, North Dakota State, and Alabama. Those are the five schools for those quarterbacks. Two of those things are not like the other three, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think it's a fascinating conversation to have. And I think it's a, I think it's an interesting point. I know, I know Arnie's anti ever picking anyone from other than a power five school, but I mean, if, if you're good, go get them. And it's, it's hard to, because just, I know I'm ranting on this because I love this conversation. If you're looking at Trey Lance, I think it has to be in a situation where you're not going to play him right away. And I almost Great. think in today's modern NFL, that's impossible if you're taking a guy in the top five almost. If San Francisco was picking at number two, who was the quarterback going to be? Uh, probably Zach Wilson. So they, they, they really wanted to trade up to get Zach Wilson then is what you're saying. If you believe what Steve Young is saying, 
And I tend to believe Steve Young, though everyone becomes like this draft insider, don't yeah. they? When we get, everyone seems to know what every team wants. That's, yeah, like Chris Sims, right? Right. Well, Chris yeah. Sims has Kellen Mond is like his number three quarterback. So I've watched A and M play, and if Kellen Mond is the third best quarterback in this draft, then. I, I I think we really need to reevaluate the quarterback <laughs> position. But here's and, and I loved your point on on Zach Wilson. What you guys were talking about. My biggest concern with Zach Wilson, and and it's caused me. I, listen, I, I, I'm a draft nut. I love the NFL. I don't watch tape, but I I watch games and I look back. I, I've been forced like to reevaluate everything I've ever thought about a quarterback because I watch him and I I don't see a top ten pick. I don't see a guy that you're ready to just give the keys to the franchise to. Uh, the accuracy isn't there. Yeah, he threw one cool ball off one leg in a pro day. But guess what? Kellen Mond did that too, and so did Trey Lance. So, uh, again, I, I, the, the concerns that I have with Zach Wilson aren't necessarily about BYU. I don't know if he's, if he's capable of giving the keys to the franchise. And here's another thing on him. John Middlecoff brought this up a couple weeks ago. Aaron, he's never been outside of Utah. And that might be a little bit unfair. On my part, we've seen dudes that, and no one covers college basketball better than you. You've seen guys that come from small areas, they go to big schools and they dominate. But this is going to New York, right? This is going to the Jets and you're being given the keys to the franchise. So I'm just fascinated to see how this plays out with Zach Wilson at two, because I don't think he's the second best player in this draft. I'm with you on that 100%. I want to ask you about the concept of opting out and like you could take this kind of wherever you want but this is another element that is fascinating to me is that we have guys in this draft that did not play at all last season we had right. guys yeah we had guys that played 14 games for bama or whatever it was 12 13 bama mm-hmm. ohio state whatever i guess ohio state didn't play you get the point though some te- no, some I, guys I'm played 10 11 12 13 games some guys played zero what do you think it's possible do you think a Jamar Chase a Greg Rousseau a Micah Parsons might drop a spot or two or uh you know a Devontae Smith has jumped Jamar Chase because he played how do you just think all of the the fact that so many of these top prospects didn't play at all last year is going to factor into Thursday night I think it's one of the more fascinating angles, if not the most fascinating angle, to, to Thursday night and then into Friday and Saturday. Because how do decision makers view that? I'll, I'll say I'm a, I'm a diehard Raiders fan, Aaron. I'm not one of those people that can pretend like I'm not a fan when I get on the air because I get so angry about stupid things they do. And uh, the buzz is, I mean, as soon as all of the players that opted out last year for the Raiders became eligible to return, Gruden cut them all. And so that kind of started <laughs> that kind of started this little buzz that John Gruden's not too fond of the dudes that opted out. Now, is that fair? I don't know. I think there's certain guys, and I've said this a lot, I think there's generational talent in this draft. I think there's – and Jamar Chase is one of them. The other one is Penny Sewell. Guess what they both didn't do last year? They didn't play college football. So it's, it's so hard if you're sitting at five and you're the Bengals, and let's say you have the choice of either one of those – do you then say, well, Kyle Pitts played last year, so I'm going to go with Kyle Pitts. I mean, I, I just, again, good is good. Uh, it, unless, unless you're worried about a developmental issue with him in some way, shape, or form, Aaron, I just don't know how you can say no to a talent because they made a decision during a pandemic to not play, especially for a guy like Panay Sewell. Mm-hmm. And if you take him off your board because he chose to opt out, Nobody was a bigger mess than the Pac-12 and the Big Ten going through this. So automatically, if you were from one of those conferences and you're vying for a spot and I'm trying to decide if I'm going to take you and you're trying to use, well, he opted out as a reason why you don't take him, 
were you paying attention to how they were being jerked around by the league? Mm-hmm. So, I, I, again, I think it's – you brought up two really good points. You know, school – and so did you, Arnie. I don't want you to get mad. Yeah, you never but, say that. But, 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 but school size, right, and, and where you played – and then the opting out conversation, which I think when you listen to our draft coverage here on Fox Sports Radio with Jay Glazer and the guys on Thursday night, I'm telling you what, it's going to end up being a much larger conversation than any of us even realized. If Jamar Chase is the best wide receiver, is it Smith or Waddle the second best? Waddle in my book. but uh, and, and here's the thing with Smith. Well, you're, you're in the minority, I think, on that. I, though, I think right? I am too, yeah. and, 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 I'm, and I'm ready to accept that. But e- even with that said, Arnie, I'm ready to be wrong because I think that as you go through this first round, there is a lot of really good wide receivers who aren't going to go in the top 10. Uh, Guys like Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota that we haven't talked about quite a bit. I think think that uh, the, the wide receiver is going to end up being one of the deepest positions in this draft whenever all is said and done. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to be, you know, obviously Jamar Chase in my book is going to go number one. And I think you're going to see Jalen Waddell end up as the second receiver drafted in this draft, even though he suffered a serious injury last year. By the way, why did the running backs drop? Harris and uh, Etienne, why did they both drop so badly? I don't, I don't think it's as much as they dropped, yeah. Arnie, but something we've talked about quite a bit on our Sunday night show, and it's just the value of the position. I mean, everyone, the Raiders drafted Josh Jacobs in the first round a couple of years ago, and there's still people that mock it. There, uh, There's people that still mock to this day Zeke's, uh, Ezekiel Elliott going as high as he did. I I, and I also think it's interesting because in that position, I think you have two guys that should be first rounders in ATN and Harris. And I think the Steelers are going to be maybe the, the, I guess, what would that be? The ceiling as high as you might see one of those running backs go. But dig into this running back class a little bit. It is fascinating. I mean, in, in Big 12 country, we had a guy in Chuba Hubbard at Oklahoma State who a lot of people thought was, was the best running back in the country last year. And, and by God, Arnie, he's projected as like a fifth rounder heading into this season. He's a really good back. Same with Ramondre Stevenson out of Oklahoma. So, yeah, I don't know if it's that guy's dropped. It's just we continue to devalue the position in the NFL draft. Real quick, Plank, so much conversation about three San Francisco, four Atlanta if they keep the pick. Five Cincinnati fascinates me. Do you think me it's more? Too. Yeah, okay. Well, there you go. More important to get Joe Burrow a playmaker or more important to get him somebody to protect his blind side? I know Arnie will disagree with me vehemently, but I say protect him. You know, you went and you got uh, – they've they've spent a lot of draft capital on offensive linemen, and I think that's the way to go. I, I really do. Do I love the idea of pairing him with one of his college buddies and what they did at LSU? Absolutely. It sounds great. But get yourself a generational tackle. If it's Pinay Sewell, if you feel like it's Rashawn Slater, whomever you think it is, man, I'm, I am all in right now in protecting my investment in Joe Burrow at all costs. All right, that's Chris Plank, my Sunday partner. He's going to be filled in for Jason Martin coming up in about an hour and a half from now. Appreciate it, Plank. Get ready for the show. Thanks, so, guys. Uh, you better be bringing it tonight. That's all. Uh, I'm just stealing everything you guys say over the next that's, hour and a half. So uh, have a good show. Everything I, I say. <laughs> ignore most of what he said. There you I go. wouldn't there expect you anything go. different. We'll comment on some of the stuff that Pike had to say. But first, let's see what's trending. We check in with the Sager. What's going on out there at the Sager? Yet another great Padres Dodgers game tonight. And the Dodgers held on 5 4 over San Diego. A four out save for Kenley Jansen. The win to Trevor Bauer. He's 3 0. Six innings of work for his new team nine strikeouts. He did allow a homer on the second pitch of the night to Fernando Tatis Jr., who also homered off him in the sixth and also hit two homers the previous night against Clayton Kershaw. But in the seventh, eighth, and ninth, 
the Padres kept leaving men on base and lost by one. In the seventh, in fact, they had bases loaded with Tatis at bat. And after a wild pitch brought in one run, Tatis struck out. The next batter, Grisham, struck out. And the Dodgers got out of it, leaving two men on, second and third. In the top of the eighth, men were left on second and third after a double steal as Kenley Jansen came on to get the last out of the eighth inning. And the top two in the order again failed top of the ninth to Tease and Grisham. That was out numbers two and three in the ninth inning, and they left a man at third in the ninth. What a series last <sighs> weekend and this weekend. One more. It's tomorrow night. Miami scored four in the top of the ninth to win at San Francisco 5-2. They got the runs off two relievers after the great starter Kevin Gosman had left. He had eight innings, 11 strikeouts. The Giants had been 7-1 and one at home so far. By the way, Marlins minor league camp shut down due to COVID. At least five players tested positive. Philadelphia was a 7-5 winner at Colorado. Reese Hoskins, two homers, five RBIs. The win to Aaron Nola was 7 innings of work. A game on FS1 tonight had the White Sox winning thanks to a run on the bottom of the ninth. 2-1 over Texas for the Rangers. One run, 11 hits and Texas in such a close game had a runner thrown out at home to end the top of the seventh and the throw from left field was clocked at 95 miles per hour wow. from Billy Hamilton. Oakland won its 13th straight game, 7-2 at Baltimore. The Orioles record at home 1-8 so far. Tampa Bay scored two in the bottom of the eighth to beat Toronto 5-3. Great pitching matchup at Cleveland and went to the Yankees 2-1. to one. Garrett Cole, 11 strikeouts, no walks in his seven innings of work, 111 pitches thrown. The loss to Shane Bieber, seven innings, nine strikeouts, but he allowed a couple solo homers in the fifth. Bieber with 119 pitches thrown. Arizona at Atlanta rained out a doubleheader tomorrow. Houston 16-2 to over the Angels, who've lost four in a row. Wins for Milwaukee and Washington on the road. For Milwaukee, by the way, Christian Yelich left the road trip and went back for an MRI on his bad back. St. Louis shut out Cincinnati 2-0. Six straight losses for the Reds. Road victories for Pittsburgh, Kansas City, and Seattle. At UFC 261 tonight, still the welterweight champ Kamaru Usman defeated Jorge Masvidal in the second round on a KO. NASCAR's 500 from Talladega will be tomorrow on Fox TV 2 p.m. Eastern Time. In the NHL, Vegas won its ninth straight game 5-1 at Anaheim. Victories for Florida in overtime, for Washington as well. The late NBA game went to Denver over Houston 129-116 as Michael Porter Jr. had 39 points from three-point range. He was 8 of 12. The Nuggets shot 60% from the floor as a team. So the Houston Rockets record worst in the league is 15 and 46 now. Dallas came back to beat the Lakers. Minnesota upset Utah and New York won its ninth straight game. Back to you. Oh, to say, oh not so fast. My producer told me in my ear a bad rumor about you. I got to see if it's true or not. Standing by? Are you leaving now? You're not staying for the bonus hour? No, I never stay for the bonus hour. But we're staying for the yep. bonus. We never stay for the bonus hour. Arnie. We're staying for the bonus <laughs> Arnie, hour. Arnie, I saw the email. You gave him the night off. Stop. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. His power with all the employees. You didn't here, ask Clark. me for the night off. If, if, if Torres and I asked to have to stay for the bonus hour... I think hey, you got to stay for the Artie, bonus hour. Why do you hate Brian Fenley so much? What exactly. Do you, what do you have I love Brian B. Fenn. I love him, but I, I didn't I didn't approve this. I didn't give the saying <laughs> We will once again early. see what power he does or does not wield in the hallways I here do, when Brian Fenley is doing the update like at the top of the hour. Do you not want Brian to be able to pay his rent this month? Is that I what this is about? Yeah, yeah. I love B. Fenn. I love B. Fenn can you? wait an You're hour. sick. You're sick, Wow. B. Finn lives, Brian Finley lives in Malibu. Believe me, he's doing fine for himself.
All right, go home, DeSager. Go ahead, run off, <laughs> run off there. Run away, shoo, run shoo. away for crying out loud. Uh, try to be so nice to the guy, Torres. And really? This is, really? This is the thanks I get. Yeah. I'm nice every day to him. The whole 30 years I've been working with the guy. All right, you want to get it, <laughs> Aaron? Don't age Torres. him like that. He's not old like you. Stop. Wow, he is my age, I think. Ah, is, nice try. How old are you, DeSager? You're the oldest guy in the building. What are you talking Wait, about? But, not, but not, how old are you? Seriously. Uh, well, actually, I'm glad I'm 50 because now I got to get in line first for the shot next month. 50 and you look 60. I would never have guessed that. I, <laughs> I didn't know. You got me on that. I was going to guess 60, 62. So. Hey, you hang a so, curveball, you got to hit it out of the yeah, park. You gotta, you so go. you're going to guess. <laughs> wait a second. So you're going to guess 62. So you said he's the same age as you. So you're 62. Wow. That- okay. You know, Torres, please. I'm I'm just ask. I mean, you, you said it. I'm just. I, I'm just oh, trying to geez. confirm. I'm just all trying right. to follow Arnie. Arnie Spanier logic. So uh, yeah, it's right. like following Gronk trying to follow the ball of the helicopter. Today. That was great. Took three that shots was great today. Yeah, that was awesome. All right, you want to get in part of the show, Aaron underscore Torres? I was. I've been stinking genius one. So go ahead and jump on him. You know, we don't talk about a lot of the other positions. It's all been all quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. I did bring up the wide receivers, the plank. If Jamar Chase is the number one wide receiver, how far is Devontae Smith and Jalen? Waddle behind them, and um, what would happen if Waddle never really gotten hurt? Would he have been um, the number one wide receiver taken? I think there are three good wide receivers, though I am concerned about the 160-pound frame of, uh, who is that, Devontae Smith? That does scare me a little bit, you know? I don't understand why it would scare anybody any more than it would have. Um, you know, you, you, you bring up the point, Arnie, or you have over the past couple weeks about, well, you know, what has Mac Jones done since the end of the season that he's moving up draft boards? It, was Devontae Smith not skinny and tiny during yeah, the college? he was 220 when he was playing. Exactly. Now he's what, 160, was he, right? What is he, 6'3"? <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm pretty sure I saw him jumping over defensive backs at five foot nine, 160 yes, during the that, season. Those are college defensive backs, not NFL defensive backs. So a little bit well, of a difference there. Yes. Every single Ohio State defensive back will play in the NFL. Every single Clemson defensive back will play in the NFL. Every single LSU. So I get that it's not the right, ca- right. I, I understand it's not the exact apples to apples. But to me, I just sit there and say, if you were worried about it, listen, maybe there are some teams that that never had him on the board because they said he is just too small. But the idea that some that he randomly stepped on the scale in the middle of April and now it's concerning, I don't get it. By the way, there's your reason why um, your 70-plus completion percentage for Mac Jones is in Smith and well, when Waddle played because you had two receivers that are going to go in the top 10 oh. in the draft. How many people have weapons like that, for crying out loud? Uh, I mean, it's ridiculous. And you're forgetting the fact they also probably had the top – Running back on the board, Najee well. Harris, right? Too. So no, it's it's fair, and I I think to me it's a just a fascinating question. What we just talked about with Plank, we talked about with Jeff Colhane in hour number two, the concept of do you are you more concerned about a guy that played with overwhelming talent on his side of the ball in terms of a guy like a Mac Jones or Justin Fields or a guy who didn't play against the caliber of talent that those guys played, a Trey Lance and Zach Wilson. I think it's a fascinating conversation. All right, we'll come back. We'll finish out the show. We'll uh, give our predictions on what we think is going to happen in the draft. That's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. All right, good evening, everyone. Of course, Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier right here on Fox Sports Radio. What a quick show it was today, but don't worry. We are sitting in for Bernie Fratto straight out of Vegas, so you get a bonus hour of Torres and Spanier. 
Well, just flew on by today. Did it not or what, Torres? Fun show, by the way. Brian Fenley coming at you trying to take his money. You know, you're trying to give his hour away to DeSager, and he said, I don't live in Malibu, mister. So stinking genius taking shots at me. No, I don't live in Malibu, mister. By the way, congratulations on your Wildcats winning a football game today, albeit a spring game. That program will take any win they can get. Heck yeah. You're taking shots at me for crying out loud on my Wildcats. It was funny. I was talking with... Uh, Ryan Fowler, uh, Alabama had their spring game last week. I said, "What's more likely? How many more?" I, I said, who, who, "Is Alabama going to lose more in their spring game or the entire 2021 season?" And of course, he's a jerk, and he said, "He said the spring game." So, uh, by the way, how many people did go to? I saw a little bit of it. I didn't pay attention to the crowd. Were they usually at the usual like eighty thousand plus, or no, not even like that? So Alabama had forty-seven thousand, which Oof. was. The largest sporting event attendance post-COVID. It's eventually going to be broken many times over. I saw the Indianapolis 500 is going to have like 130,000 people wow. there or something. Yeah. Wow. But it was, uh, as of as of right now, it is the biggest, uh, biggest uh, event post-COVID, I believe. I mean, maybe something passed it today, but with a bunch of spring games today, Texas A&M had their spring game, et cetera. But Alabama, so far, the biggest crowd post-COVID, 47,000. And by the way, Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. Uh, that take credit cards. So learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report limitations apply. All right, Torres, the number three pick will be who? When it's all said and done, uh, who will be the selection uh, for San Francisco? I am going to say drumroll. Drum we, don't drum. we don't hear drum. Yeah, we don't do. Go ahead. Justin Fields, quarterback, Ohio State University. Wow. The Ohio State University. Excuse me. What about I you? yeah. Um, I, I got to tell you, if we're going to go strictly who Vegas is 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 telling everybody it's going to be, then it's going to be Mac Jones. That's that's the Vegas favorite right now. I get the feeling it's not going to be him. I I kind of agree with you. I think it's going to be Justin Fields. And if it's not Justin Fields, I get a small percentage chance that it may be Trey Lance will be taken. Again, they say it's going to go ahead and be Mac Jones. I don't think that's the right pick there at that slot there. Yeah, I just thought our our guy in our one deep fried draft brought up a great point. And it's a point other people have made, but it's still a great point is – to trade three first-round picks to get yeah. Mac Jones? I said that when it originally happened, but yeah. I was wrong. I said I don't see them trading up to get somebody like Mac Jones with all those picks out there, but um, I, I guess they did. I guess they are. You know what I mean? It, it's. I mean, it's. they definitely want you to think that's what they're going to do because that's what the buzz is. And as you said, it's now the, the betting favorite in Vegas, but... I don't know. I mean, I, I do think Mac Jones is better than probably a lot of people gave him credit for coming in. But Justin Fields, man, I mean, you know, this was a guy that was the definitive number two pick all the way through about the middle of October, late October, early November before Zach Wilson really blew up. It just would feel really strange to pass up on him to take uh, to take Mac Jones. All right. Kyle Pitts, the big tight end out of Florida, will end up with who? Will he go number five to Cincinnati? Will he drop number six to the Dolphins? Will the Cowboys trade up to get him, or can he drop that far? What team will get Kyle Pitts when it's all said and done? Well, I mean, I think there's always the possibility, by the way, that um, 
that uh, number four Atlanta, if they don't trade the pick, I mean, he would probably oh. be the favorite there. But I will say your Miami football Dolphins are an That's expander. what I was going to say. Wow, I'm re- you're reading my mind. I'm reading yeah, your mind. At, at first, I didn't think it was possible for him to drop down to number six because I was worried that Dallas would trade on up. But you got to kind of give up a king's ransom. Jerry may do it. I wouldn't put it past them. But I get the feeling he's going to drop down to number six um, because I thought the Bengals were going to take a wide receiver in Jamar Chase. It does seem like the Bengals, like, it, it, the, the smart move, the logical move would be Go ahead. Take the offensive tackle. Your quarterback just got killed last year. Go ahead, find the offensive tackle. But doesn't it feel a little too on brand for the Bengals to do the wrong thing and take a wide receiver <laughs> instead? Seriously. Why is that the wrong thing, though? Why not well, put because, weapons around your quarterback? Though? Because your your quarterback got killed. I mean, you're, you're, he got his knee tore up because you couldn't protect him. And yeah, we every, all watch yeah. those games. Real quick, we all watch those games. And that was not a one-off thing. That was a season-long, they-cannot-protect-Joe-Burrow-against-anybody thing. If you were a quarterback in the NFL, and I said I can give you three of the best offensive linemen, but nobody at wide receiver, or the three best wide receivers, and nobody at offensive line, who would you take? Say that one more time. If you were a quarterback in the NFL... Would you want the three best offensive linemen with nobody to throw to or the three best wide receivers but no offensive line? If you're good enough, uh, uh, if you're protected long enough, somebody's going to run themselves open, so I would take the three best offensive linemen every time. (laughs) Give me the weapons. Give me the weapons, man. You're going to figure it out. Just give me three fat guys up there in front and block for me, would you please? Three three Arnie Spaniards. Okay, good. Wow. All right. uh, Well, three hours in the books. Usually the show is over. We're going with the bonus hour. We're sitting in for Bernie Fratto straight out of Vegas. So don't go away. The bonus hour coming up next. You still want to get on in. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. Steve Fezzik will join us at about 20 past the hour. Bonus hour next here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.